Everything's going great. Thanks for asking. Really enjoying myself. Things are fun. Hi. Good morning, Glenn Clark Radio. Would you rather Wednesday edition of the program? We'll get into that in a bit. Coming up today, we will continue to discuss the um, Kevin Brown situation. Obviously, a brutal brutality actually called this morning and said, boy, that was rough last night. God. Brutality has your number? Yeah, it's weird. I didn't expect that. I looked out of my phone. I'm like, I don't. All right, let me just check. And they're like, hi, it's it's brutality. And I said, wow. That's, uh, that's weird. I didn't expect that you could talk or that you would have a phone. And brutality was like, hey, I just wanted to let you know I watched that game last night and eek. what it is man it's what it is like in my mind i'm doing everything in my power to not allow any thoughts of like seasons that went to hell to creep in like like get out you yeah. get out and at least everything else surrounding the team so pleasant so yeah, but that's like, the point right. right the point is you're trying to ignore and, and keep a you know let's keep everything compartmentalized let's not overreact to anything but Sheesh. That was some like final destination type of stuff last night. That was insane. Um, on the program today, Drew Forrester will stop by for better or for worse later on. God, what a what a day to do that. Um, also later on, uh, and actually in a few minutes, Dan Connolly will join us now with Sports Knot, and uh, he wrote a piece about this situation and the unforced errors of the Orioles organization. We will also talk some Ravens, the other team in town. <laughs> Pat Kerwin from uh, Sirius XM NFL Radio, former NFL uh, scout and coach. He'll join us a little bit later on this morning as uh, they were in town for their annual training camp visit yesterday. He and Jim Miller, who I think is going to join us tomorrow here on the show. So um, always appreciate those guys taking time for us, and we will talk to them about what they saw and, you know, the whole deal. All right, well... I, I don't know what to say. I really don't know what to say. But I guess what I'll say is today's show is brought to you by Superbook. If you feel like tonight is the night, and if the Orioles are going to lose one like that, that means that tonight they're going to turn around, they're going to be determined, and you want to bet that, here's what you do. You go sign up with Superbook, and you use the code GlennClark23, G-L-E-N-N-C-L-A-R-K-23. You use that code. And the reason why you use that code is because they will match your first bet up to $250. You say, wow, that's a little bit rich for my blood. I understand, but you're, you're, it's like a guarantee. If you lose, if you make a $250 bet on anything, and you lose, you get $250 worth of free bets. But wait, there's more. If you make that $250 bet and you win, what? then you get your winnings and you get $250 worth of free bets. Pretty good. Pretty, pretty yeah. good. <laughs> Superbook.com. Download the Superbook app. Sign up. Use the code GlennClark23. G-L-E-N-N-C-L-A-R-K. GlennClark23 in order to take advantage of these offers. Well, I delayed it as long as I could. <laughs> Did the Superbook read? 
Guys, have anything else you want to talk about? Um, you know, the frustrating part is that, like, I was preparing last night for, like, how th- this show was going to go today. And the part where we're going to be able to say it is reminder or example number one billion of how this team has, unlike almost anything I've ever seen before, been impervious to anything that you might find yourself being concerned about. Remember, I kept talking throughout June about how they were playing pretty much 500 baseball, at times dipping under 500 baseball for large stretches. They were impervious. Losing Cedric Mullins. Twice. Who the first time, at least, was absolutely their best player. And the second time was still in the conversation. Impervious. Innings limits. Pitchers needing to be regrouped. Struggles of the bullpen, impervious. Slow starts for Gunnar Henderson, impervious. This team has not been impacted a a bad loss here and there. Nothing. And so last night, as you were watching, certainly the beginning of the game, but even through the eighth inning unfold, you just found yourself saying it again. Man, every time. Grayson Rodriguez gets into some trouble. You start to worry that they might blow a big lead. Nope. Settles down. Gets out of it with minimal damage. Orioles continue to cruise. Finds some trouble again in the sixth inning. Gets himself out of it. I get it. Facing Martin Maldonado who's not very good, but you know. Every time franchise feels an amount of upheaval Fans are on edge. They're making noise at the ballpark. Chanting about Kevin Brown. And the baseball team just says, we're just going to go play baseball. Everything feels like... I mean, hell, Jorge Mateo made a play in center field. There is no reason for Jorge Mateo to be playing in center field. None. I, I, I love our guy, Paul Valley, who hosts the bat around, and he, he's like free. He's been talking about this for months. Like, the problem with Jorge Mateo has ever been the position that he was playing. Like, well, we could just fix the Jorge Mateo problem if he played a different position. Because as we know, that was the issue. Maybe if he was pitcher. Then. I guess. There's no reason. None. I get it, your options aren't great right now. But Jorge Mateo's not a good option. Like, pretending like Jorge Mateo is a definitively better option than Ryan McKenna or Colton Kowser is silly. But there he is, making a big play in center field. I I know that on the broadcast they said it was going to be a home run. I kept watching it. I don't think in any world it was going to be a home run. It was but close. I mean, it was definitely going to be extra bases. There's no doubt about that. Like, it was definitely going to be, um, you know, off the wall. I I don't I don't think it would have gotten out. But, yeah, I get it. It was close. And I'm not trying to take anything away. It was a hell of a play. Whatever it would have been. It was a hell of a play. 
man, if Jorge Mateo's out here making plays in center field, a position he has no business playing, this is the proof. This is everything about what you have felt about this team. It's all right in front of you in this situation. And then. And then the bottom falls out. And then the unthinkable occurs. It's it's in so many ways so much worse that it was Felix Batista. Like if you lose because of the middle of your bullpen screw, you're like, well, it's about that's about right. <laughs> like, yeah, you know. But Felix Batista is supposed to be unstoppable. He's supposed to be the like, hey, you turn around, you run one out on Felix Batista for a solo home run. All right, fine. But he's not the one supposed to be giving up an inning. And again, I, we can talk about how I have no idea. I don't. It is fair to question. One, I don't know who was making the decisions at the end of the game. I don't know if the Orioles were doing the thing where Brandon Hyde was standing down the, you know, after he got ejected from the game, he was shouting down. Put McKenna in for. You know, put McKenna in for Santander. I don't know. I don't know if Freddie Gonzalez was making decisions himself. I don't know. And they could never answer that question because if it was Brandon Hyde, they can't say that because you're not supposed to do that. That would be against the rules. So we'll never know. Whether Freddy Gonzalez made the choice to put McKenna in for Santander instead of Mateo, whether Brandon Hyde made that decision, whether they even felt it was a choice. Maybe once the Jorge Mateo made that play, they said, well, now we've got so much confidence yeah. in him that we'll stick him out there. And I also don't know definitively if McKenna would have made the play in center field. I don't. I don't know that definitively. I... In... In hindsight, after watching it a couple times, it seemed more routine yeah. than we were making it out to be. It felt like we were making it out to be a particularly difficult play to make, and I don't think that's accurate. The more I've watched it, the more I'm convinced that's a pretty routine. Like, I don't think he there was any need to jump. And I'm not going to put words in anybody's mouth. It felt like after the first one... Almost, Jorge Mateo was kind of doing a bit where he was saying, look, I can make all sorts of exceptional plays in center field. And I don't think that was needed there. It seemed like there was lots of time to just get over and catch the ball. Now, the point might be that Jorge Mateo has better speed, and I don't know, maybe another center fielder wouldn't. Uh, argument that's been made by a lot on Twitter is, if it's not McKenna, why wouldn't it have been Colton Kowser? Mm-hmm. If you're making defensive replacements... One, you and I have talked before, I don't understand the obsession with defensively replacing Anthony Santander in right field. I don't get it. I understand the argument that McKenna probably has some more range, but at no point has Santander... And, and I mean, the, the obviously his his baseball savant page doesn't exactly back it up. That's true. That but is like fair. he hasn't really every he makes he can make diving plays. He has a strong arm. He he makes. I mean, as far as I can remember, he's made almost every single routine ball. He he's not like Kyle Tucker dropping, you know. Yes, we've never right we've field. never seen. I I've never felt the need, but I get it. We can't ignore what the numbers say. Mm-hmm. So pull up both the outs above average for Santander and for McKenna. And again, it's difficult to compare those things because McKenna hasn't had a a full like season of mm-hmm. playing every game. I I don't know like how those things would be compared. Um, but. I, 
maybe the thought would be, well, once we put McKenna in, we don't want to put Kowser in because then we have limited options off the bench. Well, if you're already taking out Santander, you're kind of saying we're selling out to end the game now. It doesn't look like McKenna qualifies yet. He, he doesn't qualify for outs above average? He has. That's uh, kind of weird. What is what is run? Oh, here we go. All right, stats for outs above average. Well, because since he doesn't qualify them percentile, so I can't. I gotta uh, find. I gotta find out. Hold on. I gotta find out what's on. All right. All right. Actual. All right. This is this may maybe maybe we'll end up regretting this. Perhaps perhaps going too far. The other point that'll be made about you know Jorge Mateo last night is that for what it's worth, he is now hitting 300 against lefties this season. So you're trying to find some sort of way to have him in the lineup against lefties, and I again the numbers alone suggest that's something that you should be doing. But leaving him in or buying into one catch that he made as being definitive proof that he can play center field, and if you're making defensive replacements. Befuddling. Befuddling. Based on success rates, uh, Santander in right field has an 88% success rate in 160 attempts. Uh, McKenna, 89% between center and right in 70 Doesn't attempts. Doesn't really seem like yeah. there's much of a... You're, are you gaining much of anything in that situation? With the flip side being that you're losing Anthony Santander should something go wrong. It appears to be of no value. Whereas... Putting in someone for Jorge Mateo, who has not played much center field this season, would seem to be something of value. And again, I can't tell you that it would change anything about that. I can't tell you definitively that McKenna or Kowser absolutely catches that ball, or if they do catch that ball, that it means that Tucker doesn't hit a home run on the next play to tie the game anyway. Mm -hmm. But it's fair to question. And the bigger issue is, if nothing else was going on, we'd say, wow, this was a, that was a really rough, rough one. That was surprising. That was a bummer. But instead, it feels more like the sky is falling. The general feel in town is, oh, God. Which doesn't mean that it's going to continue. It might very well be that Jack Flaherty puts together a great start tonight. The Orioles even up the series, and they can pretend like that never happened. And Felix Batista yeah, I mean, is just fine and never blows another save, and all's good. He's made four mistakes, really. Like, four bad mistakes all year. And they each, of course, you know, he's a closer, so each one sticks out. The Yes, of course. You remember, you absolutely remember what happened in New York, for example. You 100% remember him leaving something to Aaron Judge. And last night it felt like he was battling not and look by the way this James is the, McCann I mean there was the foul tip that James McCann that's maybe fair too had. Right? right like that's that's fair 100% that's one that's frustrating I think that there have been questions about James McCann's pitch calling in the ninth inning I, is that a situation I mean James McCann is a veteran and respected I, I'm not gonna I wouldn't second guess like should you be putting Adley Rutschman in in the ninth right, inning right. like I can't do that I can't I can't go there. That's not Jorge Mateo in center field. That's James McCann behind the plate. Wildly respected. I I can't do that. There's a whole lot of stuff there. 
also the the meat of it is it's Kyle Tucker. Right. Exactly. It's the Houston Astros. They're really good. There's a reason why. While I told you the other day I was starting to believe in the possibility of the Orioles being a World Series contender, the flip side of it was, but I don't think that I like them more than I like the Astros or the Rangers. Truth be told, to me, the Astros should 100% be the favorites. Now, clearly, with Shane McClanahan now, like it's almost overwhelming. To me, the Astros should absolutely be the favorites to win the American League because they're the Houston Astros. You heard of them? They're the favorites. Did a little thing uh, a year ago. They won the World Series. The Astros. And it's extraordinarily frustrating, and it's hard to separate all of the different emotions that we're feeling. And for the rest of the country, undoubtedly, here's a spoiler, I'm going to be on Buster Olney's podcast today. What? Which is weird. (laughs) In weird and weird world we're living in. But I recorded it this morning. I had a good conversation with Buster. And I, however you guys feel about Buster, only feel about him. I don't, I, it's just not, I'm not going to be bothered by anybody who's mad at me because I went on Buster Only's podcast. Glenn, or the, Glenn and his was, best friend, Buster Only. Yeah, he was mad at me because Buster Only was on this show. Um, and I said there, I said, I have no doubt that the rest of the country found, felt an amount of comeuppance last night, and that a team that was otherwise primed to be America's sweethearts, primed to be an easily embraceable team for the entire country to get behind and root for if their team was out. If you were a White Sox fan that was looking for a reason to care about baseball, the Orioles were going to be the easy thing for you to say, like, yeah, I'll root for them. They're not normally involved. They seem likable. And in the last 48 hours, you've probably found yourself saying, like hell, I'll root against them. And so with last night's game being on national TV and everything that's unfolded and this becoming a major national news story that is getting coverage literally on CNN, I have no doubt that in much of the country, last night was a moment of comeuppance. And that's what makes it suck all the more is because none of these players deserve that. None of them. This fan base doesn't deserve that. No one deserves that except for the people that were involved in making this insane decision. Which again, there's still time to try to fix. So keep trying to say, fix it, fix it, fix it. There is still time and opportunity. But like as quickly as possible. Try to put all of this behind us and end all of the nonsense. It It's not fair to those guys that are in the clubhouse. And I don't think it has anything to do with why Felix Batista blew a save last night. I don't think the two are in any way related. But you do worry at some point about how all of these things impact each other. That if this thing continues to linger and fans continue to go out to the games and it continues to be a bit of a sideshow moving forward, 
does at some point that end up, and you lose a couple of games, and th- does at some point it end up impacting you? Is there an amount of frustration for, God, I wish they would just fix this? It, does it impact the incredible culture that we felt surrounding this team? Today, I don't think so. I don't believe it. But at some point, if the other side doesn't go away, if somehow it gets worse, if there's more stories told, if there's continued awkwardness, that at some point it it permeates? Possible. Possible. Do I assume it? No. I assume that this same Orioles team that's been impacted by nothing won't be impacted by the fact that Felix Batista blew a save last night. And they'll be okay. But we've also seen an awful lot of things. And you just never know. I know this guy's seen an awful lot of things during his time uh, largely covering the Orioles. He's now shifted to a national Role with um, the website Sportsnaut. It's always a pleasure to welcome back in our friend Dan Connolly, who wrote at length about the situation at hand. Dan, it's Glenn. Uh, it's always good to talk to you, and I feel like it would be nice to have more conversations that weren't about topics like this, my friend. <laughs> yeah, it's the Orioles, right? I- I've said for years, uh, sometimes they're not good, but they're always interesting. That's yeah. for sure. They always do something that lets us write about it. That is true. Unfortunately, that is the case. Um, uh, Dan, I, I'm in a weird place with this, right? Because it's obvious, and we all know there's nothing justifiable here. There's no defense of anything that happened here. I'm in a weird place because I keep saying I, I watched this thing I, in, in a weird way. I was kind of in the middle of the Adam Jones thing a year ago, right, where Adam calls our radio show and says, I've had no connection with the Orioles, and the city freaks out, and everybody's screaming for 24 hours, and – you know, I'm getting phone calls, and then they fixed it. Like, they showed themselves capable of saying, whatever caused this problem, we can just fix it. Like, we can do that. And I think it's been a joy for Orioles fans to watch this season as Adam Jones has been brought back into the fold and, you know, that, that has been a great relationship. I, I, I feel like they're capable of fixing this, but I ask you this question, are they capable of fixing this? I mean, I, I think so. I think it's more of an embarrassment than anything else. And as I kind of detailed my piece for sports, not, you know, an embarrassment is not new to this organization. Um, you know, they, they, they do these things. And, and uh, you know, I, I would like to think that, like, fixing with Kevin Brown, I don't think would be that difficult. Honestly, yes, he's, he's a rising star and he would have other places to go. But, you know, I, you know, I mean, he's a, he's a young guy, family man, just, you know, just bought a house in Baltimore. I think that's fixable. Certainly money fixes everything. So if they really wanted to, mm-hmm. to, to fix it, you know, a longer-term contract, I think, could certainly do it. I, I think the problem here is is that this is, you know, this is kind of what they do. It's kind of the M.O. that they do something stupid or they do something ridiculous, and then they have to fix it. And that's what has to be fixed, in my opinion, and this has been going on for years, is that culture of it, that, oops, we screwed up. Let's do something about it. You know, and, and, and I, again, I, I do have concerns that no one can really tell John Angelos what to do or, or really even be a, a check and balances guy with him. He has some people he listens to, but those are self-appointed people that, that, you know, he ultimately is in charge of. So 
that is a concern of mine is that who's going to get it to be fixed. I feel like what you're saying in, in, is like the quiet part out loud that like there's a chance this gets worse before it gets better. Like there's a chance that instead there's anger and frustration and you all don't understand and I know better and somehow it's made worse because of that instead of being made better. I mean, that's possible. You know, I, I don't, I, I'm not inside the guy's head. I don't know exactly what he's thinking after this one, but it didn't get better after the time that, that he, you know, came at me yeah. on Martin Luther King Jr. Day. I mean, it, you know, here we go again. And again, these are our things. There have been firings in between this. There have been, you know, mandates of other things. I mean, you know, it's just, it, basically he has a vision and he thinks that that's correct. And I don't know where he's getting these visions, um, but that's the way he looks at things and no one keeps him in check on this. And then, you know, something like this happens or something like the, the Martin Luther King day press conference happens where we, we were told we could ask questions about baseball. Right. And you know, you, if, if you're the owner of a baseball team and you don't speak to the media and you're going to be in front of the media, the sports media, mind you, um, you're going to get questions. How that was lost in translation, I'll have, I'll never have an idea. Well, but how dare, how dare anybody suggest that the team should open right. his books? It's not like somebody he said he was going to open the books. Right. Which is, oh, well, you, and yeah. keep in mind, keep in mind, I didn't ask him to open. Of the course book. not, right? And no, I and, asked him and about his, right. his team's, you know, commitment. He was the one for for absolutely no reason. He was the one that suggested he was going to open his books. I mean, <sighs> that's what's even most bizarre about that. We all knew from the moment it left his mouth, him, him included, I'm sure, that that was an impossibility. But that's the kind of thing. Like, he's not kept in check. <sighs> Dan Connolly, sports not, with us here on GCR. Dan, as you'll understand, um, given my history of where I worked at, I have a sensitivity where I have tried to not be overly critical um, over the years, and I have tried to find appropriate places to criticize versus acknowledging um, pleasant things, and I have talked a lot about some of the things that I think have been good. I, I've i raved about, like, the, the kids coming to the Games Free program, for example. Right. H- how do we appropriately measure these missteps versus the baseball side of things? Like, how do we appropriately measure an organization that, that, that continuously has things that, like, th- there's just no need for, but on the flip side seems to, at least on surface level, have figured it out from a baseball standpoint. Like, how can both of these things continue to be, I don't know, happening at the same time? The beauty of Baltimore Orioles baseball, huh? I mean, <laughs> I mean, it's a good question. And, that, and kind of, honestly, that's been part of my entire career, 23 seasons covering the Orioles, and that's what I found. There are some good things. The, the kids' cheer-free thing is fantastic. You know, they've done some really good things uh, overall, and, I, and I'm not going to you know, push that under the rug. They've done some really good things. Um, they've also done some really bad management things, some really big missteps. Um, you know, and even in, my, even in my piece yesterday criticizing Angelos, I mean, John Angelos and, and Louis Angelos hired Mike Elias, who hired Brandon Hyde, uh, and they gave him money, and, and they, didn't, you know, they haven't meddled in particular trades and things of that nature. They've gotten out of the way of that. And so – there's hope there. I mean, they, they, they're doing that part right. But I, I think John is in his own head. And like I said, I don't think he's got a lot of people who, who answer to or, or who he answers to. And that's the problem. Dan, how do you, like, the, the, the fear, I feel, in talking to Orioles fans 
is that these two things can't always be separated. And I was alluding to the idea, like, I don't think this, t- I don't think anything that happened in the last 48 hours was the reason why Felix Batista gave up a, a game-winning Grand Slam yeah. in the ninth inning. I, I don't think there's any correlation between those two things. But I also know that, like, and I know you've covered teams like this because I've covered teams and I haven't covered the way that you have, where things that were happening away from the field did end up impacting culture and impact you know, what was going on on a day-to-day basis. And can these two things completely remain separated for a short time, for a long time, or inevitably will the struggles on one end end up impacting the baseball team and what we see on the field? I think that all depends on, on the financial outlook of it, to be honest. I think that's what it comes down to. The, the Orioles, especially this group of young Orioles, uh, they don't care about any of this stuff. They care about playing and, and trying to win, and Brandon Hyde's got them focused on that. I would bet that, that half the team has no idea what's even going on with this, mm-hmm. uh, maybe even more than that. So, so yeah, that's, that, that kind of stuff is not, not going to penetrate this team, you know, the, the bubble that this team plays under. But if there's a situation about financial and, and they don't have the money for things and they can't, extend guys or they can't go out and get a a piece that puts them into the world series that's where it bleeds over but as far as these stupid management type decisions and stuff as far as it you know if it doesn't affect the actual team on the field i don't think there's anything to worry about the the concern of course is what it does in decision making based on the actual team and and like i said what we've seen so far is that uh, John Angelos has turned that over to Mike Elias, and Mike Elias has done a lot of that, and or all of that, really. And so I think in that sense, there's nothing to worry about. Um, you know, I mean, Mike's going to make mistakes, too, don't get me wrong, but, but I mean, you know, he's, got, he's the one making the decisions, and, and I think everyone would feel better about that concept. However, um, when those decisions start bleeding over to the finances of it, then, you know, then it's anybody's guess. No, I think that's fair. I, I you know, I, maybe I'll, I'll make a comparison. I think somebody might ask like, Hey, we saw the last successful general manager just kind of one out and, and kind of get sick of it. And is there a part where you start to worry about that with the next successful general manager, which is a, a wild hypothetical and it's unfair to me to ask, but it feels like, like you do have to wonder about things like that. Well, I mean, you know, it's baseball. It's, it's it's an industry, and and you know, people get burned out. People kind of, you know, get sick of their bosses, whatever it might be. So, you know, and and, and economic factors play a part. I think that they're built right now to, you know, to, to continue this momentum that that they've created. However, you know, any anything can happen. I mean, you know, right. they go out and they they pur- purchase the wrong guy. Mm-hmm. You know, who who is a cancer in a clubhouse or they don't, you know, start giving money to some of these guys who then leave via free agency. I mean, I think those things are much more, you know, concerning than it's anything that has to do with, you know, decisions that are kind of on the periphery of this club. Let me ask it this way, Dan, this team right now, um, separated from everything else that's going on is, is this team, I, I, I felt something crazy. I had, I was talking to John Smoltz last week and he said, I think they're good enough to win the World Series. And it, like, literally stopped me in my tracks. I said, what? Like, what? And then I started to think about it, and I said, I don't know, maybe? Like, can I squint and say that, you know, if Grayson Rodriguez can somehow hold up and pitch at this level and they could get – is that 
Is that crazy? Is it possible that this team, as is, you know, with the idea that maybe John Means could help out at some point, you're going to get Cedric Mullins back, is it possible that this team has enough to be able to compete with the Astros and Rangers in the AL and make it to win a World Series? Yes, it's possible. I think this team believes that it is good enough to win and to win it all. And I think for my years of covering teams, and I've covered World Series and everything else, you know, that is, that goes a long way. That goes a much longer way than the actual, you know, roster because anything can happen in baseball. We've seen the quirkiest things happen. We've seen, you know, in, in the postseason guys who don't hit, you know, become superstars. And we've seen, you know, guys who are great pitchers kind of fall apart in the postseason. Anything can happen. You got to get in there. And then once you get in there, you know, it, it's anybody's game. Um, do I think roster wise as constructed, they have as much talent as the other teams, you know, that they would be fighting against? I don't. I, I think that they're a little bit shy, especially in the, in the pitching aspect. Um, and I think that they're a little bit young, uh, you know, and there's going to be some more pressure they've ever faced offensively. That said, they're good. Yeah. And they believe. And, and the belief part, I mean, man, you know, we can do all the stats we want. We can put all this stuff together. That is really immeasurable. And that, you know, that 2014 team obviously ran into another buzzsaw who was very similar in the Kansas City Royals who believed, or a wildcard team and believed. But, you know, that team really thought that it was going to win and win it all. And, and, you know, they got there and they won the division. And I think this Orioles team is good. I mean, I, first of all, the talent there to, you know, to do it. I just think in comparison to some of these other teams, especially with the experience the sake of it, uh, you know, I, I think it's going to be a difficult challenge this year. But I'm not putting anything past these guys either. No, I think that's a very fair way of saying it. It's kind of what I came around to, Dan, was just like, I, I, it doesn't seem likely, but can I say it's impossible? I, I can't. They need a lot of things. Like, Jack Flaherty's got to be the guy that he was in his first start, right? right? Like, it's you got to be getting that version of Jack Flaherty, and, and a lot of other things have to go right in this process. But I don't know, man. Well, I, one, one of the things, too, is, is the health situation. And they really haven't had many big health issues. And, you know, Shane McClanahan may not pitch the rest of the season yep, now, it looks yep. like, in, in Tampa Bay. And that is a huge blow to them. And, and to the Orioles, you know, I mean, obviously we can single out guys and say, hey, if, if this guy goes down for the season, it's going to be tough. But there's not a Shane McClanahan on this team, in my opinion. I mean, there are guys who are important, obviously. But this team is, is you know, kind of, that, that those superstars haven't risen. There, there isn't a guy you look at besides Batista and, and say, boy, this guy has had an unbelievable season. I mean, you look at him and say, oh, yeah, they're all playing well. They're pitching well. They're doing okay. But you don't look at it and say, man, this guy. If, if Batista goes down, I think there will be some concern. Um, but outside of him, I think that they can weather most of these storms. And like you said, if Flaherty you know, is what he was that first start in Toronto, if uh, Means comes back and, and can pitch well. I still believe in Tyler Wells. He comes and gives some you know quality innings mm-hmm. somewhere, whether it's the pan or the rotation. I mean, they have enough to to make noise. I just don't know if that noise is going to push him you know to a World Series championship or not. Dan, for those that don't know about what it is that you are doing now with the uh, sports knot, can you lay it out for everybody that they you know loves you, loves your work, but knows this is a little bit different than what uh, we're used to? Yeah, it's a little bit different. I mean, this is actually how I started with the Sun back in you know what. 2005, I was a national baseball writer and uh, concentrating on the Orioles. And, and I did that for several years and just went back into the Orioles beat. So it's kind of a similar thing. I am writing on national stories, stories of national interest, 
uh, features, basically that kind of stuff for sports. Not sports not been around a long time. Um, it was more, you know, mainly kind of an aggregate site. We're doing a lot of, uh, uh, you know, fresh stuff now. Um, Mark Medina is covering basketball for us. You know, he used to cover LA for a long time. I'm doing some baseball for us and, and that kind of stuff. So um, it's a it's a a website that's been around for a while, but like I said, it's trying to really kind of change things a little bit. And I've been lucky enough to kind of hook on with that after my time with the Athletics. Very cool. And of course, you can always follow Dan on the uh, website formerly known as Twitter at Dan Connolly two zero one six. Uh, Dan, appreciate it. Uh, may, may, maybe we have fewer of these in the future and just more baseball conversations, but uh, always. That, uh, that would be great. Yeah, right? be <laughs> I, nice. wouldn't, I, I, wouldn't, I wouldn't count on it, but that would be great. <laughs> I know what you're saying. Thanks, buddy. I really appreciate you doing it. All right. It. You got it. Take care. Dan Connolly with us here on GCR. Um, again, I am trying to find the line. I am trying to find somewhere between – nuance it's it's sort of who i've tried to become and i said something there to dan that you guys i think you'll understand when drew comes in he and i can talk about it i i don't want to be the guy that just always says the orioles are embarrassing the orioles are a failure the i don't want to be that guy i i have no interest in that i want to criticize them when it's warranted obviously it's warranted right now I've had a lot of people say, you shouldn't say the Orioles are warranted of criticism. You should just say John Angelos. And and to the point, when I say it's unfair to the players, it is also unfair to you know, the training staff. It's also unfair to the, the communications department, the tickets department, the everyone who has nothing to do with this, who just has to go do their job every day. And it's not, and I do feel for them. I feel for them. They didn't do this. This isn't the alumni department's fault. This isn't the grounds crew's fault. Development. This has nothing to do with that. Scouting. Analytics. None of them. And that's why it's so frustrating that like so many around the country probably felt an amount of comeuppance last night. Still, it 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 it, it does you know anything that happens from the top is something Orioles. It's Orioles is the way it works. It's very difficult, but I I do I want to make it abundantly clear: no one else deserves blame for something like this. No one. There were stories that were coming out last night. Allegedly, fans were being kicked out of the game for chanting. I don't know any... I don't want to go there. A couple people have asked me about it. I don't want to go there. Because I don't know enough. Because... It's easy for, if it did occur, it's easy for someone to say, I was kicked out for chanting. When it might also be that that person was using vulgarities or, you know, was carrying on and getting in other people's ways or whatever else it might be. If that was the case and all they were doing was just saying, Fire Kevin Brown. I'm not really, or sorry, free, free Kevin. What are you saying? Well, <laughs> free Kevin Brown. 
then I would think that there would have to be a lot more than a couple of people. It seemed like there were a lot of people that were saying that last night. The audio came through on every broadcast. So I don't know how you would pick a couple of people out of that group. I don't know. And so I just, for those of you that brought it up, I'm just telling you, I kind of don't want to go there. I'm sorry. I just don't know enough. It's not something I'd be comfortable talking about. And this is the version of me where, like, it sounds awful, but I need to know more details before I'd be ready to say anything else about that. Um, please just fix it. Hi, Glenn Clark here. You may know me from uh, Glenn Clark Radio, 105.7 The Fan. Uh, perhaps you've seen me uh, on ESPN Plus. Buster, uh, guest the, on yeah, Buster the Buster Only, only Podcast. Yeah. Hi, Glenn Clark, old GC. Father of two, husband of one. Please fix this. Please. I'm I'm asking. I'm begging. Please fix this. We're we're all having a wonderful summer. I, I have been in my bag with my emotions about this. My column in the next print issue of Press Box is about my experience that I've told you guys about with my kids at the beach and how pure and how beautiful it was for me and how all of it happened because of the Orioles and like I, I have been overwhelmed by emotion relating to this summer and relating to this season. Please, please fix this. Please. Please allow us to just have that. And and other things can be, there's room for debate about a lot of topics. There's room for, you know, to, as we said around the trade deadline, I could understand. Did I want something more significant? Yeah, I did. But could I understand? Right, I could. And I'm, I want to be reasonable. And they can debate about things and have healthy debate and discussion. But there's, there's just really no, again, unless there's something we don't know, there's no debate here. There's no defense of this. Please. Begging. Please fix it. Please be really nice to not have to do this every day and then go to another show tonight and have to do this and then lord knows i'll probably be asked to be on another show and i just would rather not i'm that age i've gotten past the piss and vinegar thing i don't like it i don't like being associated with it frankly i like i like the way that sports can lift a community that's the part of this that i enjoy and there's been a lot of lifting. And I and I want that to be the thing. Please. Please fix it. Thanks, your old your old pal G C. So okay. Your old what? I don't know. Well well just I I'm I guess there were just rumors, none of them were reports, but like if for some reason he's not on Friday night's broadcast, how much worse it, does this continue it, to get? Like it's it, it won't be great, but it's gonna be awkward still kinda no, no matter, matter what. what yeah. Because like there's not gonna be anything without anything being said about it while continuing to kind of do like the this isn't you know you, you there is no man behind the curtain thing where you're continuing to like this isn't happening 
it leaves an awful lot of awkwardness. All right, let's move on. Let's talk football. Let's do that. Hey, today's show is brought to you by your local Toyota dealer, buyatoyota.com. The Toyota Tacoma comes in a range of models and trim lines, so you can choose the perfect Tacoma to reflect your unique personality and driving habits. Check out buyatoyota.com for deals on new Tacomas from your local Toyota dealer today. When we come back in, Pat Kerwin's going to join us. He went to Ravens camp yesterday. He'll tell us what he saw. He'll tell us what he thinks about the offense and the defense. and That'll be next. And it'll be a nice respite. And then there'll be more of this. Because that's where we are. Yeah, it, it, you guys are living what I'm like. What you're getting from me is very real. I don't want this to be the topic of conversation. I don't like this anymore. There was a time where I ate this type of stuff up. And now I, I don't know if it's empathy. I don't know what it is. I don't like it. And it's not the anger don't like it. It's the, it's almost like sadness. I don't want this. But here we are. Pat Kerwin joins us next. Glenn Clark Radio. Catch that festival feeling in Charm City. Everywhere you go, you'll find exciting entertainment, delicious eats, and endless summertime fun. Cheer on the O's at Camden Yards, pick crabs by the waterfront, beat the heat inside a world-class museum, and make memories that will last a lifetime. Go to Baltimore.org for more information and to plan your visit. It's game on every day at Live Casino and Hotel Maryland. Here, you are in on every play with 100-foot screens at Sports and Social, the best table games action, and FanDuel Sportsbook all just steps away. The best bar bites and drinks to indulge in steaks and curated cocktails. Your game day only gets better when matched up with Live's distinguished dining options. Late game? No problem. Our luxury hotel awaits. Live Casino and Hotel Maryland is the place to be on game day and every day. For more information, visit www.maryland.livecasinohotel.com. Hotel.com. At Arundel Mills, must be 21, please play responsibly. For help, visit mdgamblinghelp.org or call 1-800-GAMBLER. All electronic tolling is here to stay in Maryland, and driveeasymd.com helps you cruise a little easier. We're Maryland's tolling resource, home to EasyPass, pay-by-plate, and video tolling. It's never been easier to pay your way. Driveeasymd.com will keep you moving. The Orioles are off and running out to prove that last season wasn't a fluke and they are one of the best teams in baseball. Hi, I'm Paul Valley, host of the Bat Around for Press Box. Tune in every Saturday from 10 a.m. to noon as Zach Goodman and I break down every Adley bomb, every Tony Tater, and every save from the mountain. Like a warm hug from Rutschman, the Bat Around has you covered with all things Orioles as we embark on what's sure to be a magical summer in Birdland. So tune in every Saturday for the best in Orioles coverage right here on the Bat Around. Another exciting weekend of affordable family fun at Prince George's Stadium with the Bowie Bay Sox. It's the return of Grateful Dead Night on Friday the 18th. A special t-shirt package is available. Back-to-back fireworks carry on to Saturday the 19th with our Bates Overfest. Get some beer specials while you enjoy the game. And get here early on Sunday for a pre-game Meet the Team autograph session. Get your tickets now by calling 301-805-6000 or anytime online at baysox.com. The Bowie Bay Sox. Let us be your nine-inning vacation. That first sip. That first bite mm. starts your day off right with a delicious breakfast at Royal Farms. Choose from a fantastic selection of fresh Royal Farms breakfast sandwiches and top it off with a rich hot cup of the freshest coffee in the world. At Royal Farms, breakfast is available day and night. 
It's the freshest breakfast in the world. Real fresh, real fast. Royal Farms. The latest edition of PressBox is available now. On the cover, Dave Ginsburg remembers Goose as he looks back on the impact that late Tony Saragusa had both on and off the field here in Baltimore. Plus, he explains how Goose's kids are working to continue that legacy with the Goose Flights program. Also inside, Todd Karpovich profiles the path Tyler Wells has taken to becoming a star in the Orioles rotation. And you'll find a special summer travel guide with information about events and activities throughout the state. PressBox is available for free at over 500 area locations, including 60 Royal Farm stores. And you can always find the entire edition, as well as the best daily coverage of the O's, Ravens, and Terps at PressBoxOnline.com. If you need more of Glenn, you can also hear him every Sunday with Rita on 105.7 The Fan. But also, if you need more of Glenn, um, what's wrong with you? Okay, back in here on GCR. Going to try to mentally refocus, be sharp, and continue to do at least mediocre broadcasting for you because that's the type of man that I am. If you missed it, on Monday, Stan the Fan Charles, Ross Grimsley, Luke Jackson got together, talked some birds. You can find that. Facebook.com slash PressBoxSports. Click on the videos tab. Go to YouTube.com slash PressBoxOnline or PressBoxOnline.com slash video. Stan, Ross, and Luke talking baseball. And then on Thursday night, Stan and Gary Stein will get together with former executives Marty Conway and Andy Dolich for their sort of uh, semi-regular business of sports symposium. Facebook.com slash PressBoxSports on Thursday night for that show. So, I feel like there was something else that I wanted to get in today. Oh, reminder, Would You Rather Wednesday scenarios are up at Glenn Clark Radio on Twitter and Facebook.com slash Glenn Clark Radio. Jump in, get your responses in. One of you will win a shirt of your choosing from Birdland Sports. Couple, Birdland. couple new shirts up there. A lot of new yeah. shirts up there this week. A lot of new shirts up there this week. Various different <laughs> topics for these new shirts. I, I don't know if we've ever come up with a, a term for what the uh, the players wore last week. Like oh, the, uh, the, the Power Ranger meets Teletubby the meets whatever, yeah, yeah. the tracksuit bit. So um, Josh did a few of those theme shirts. I saw there were some yes. some fans that showed up uh, yeah, cosplaying. The the nailed it. Everything. Nailed it. Our buddy Eric Arditi posted some pictures of them last night. I mean, nailed it. It was perfection. Imagine it was a little bit warm for <laughs> to be. It was a little cool wearing said like, get up. It wasn't it was, quite yes, it wasn't yeah. quite as as hot as it's been, but still, I don't know that like velour tracksuit well, would have been the. Well, I mean, they got what they wanted. You know, everybody saw. They, them, uh, so. Absolutely, people enjoyed national it. televised game. All true, all true. Uh, but yeah, you can uh, check out those shirts and uh, a free Kevin Brown shirt and all sorts of new stuff at uh, BirdlandSports.com. Had to do this a little bit earlier on today because of uh, his schedule with another training camp, but right now, Pat Kerwin here on GCR. Well, Sirius XM's NFL Radio made their annual training camp stop in Baltimore just yesterday. Of course, Jim Miller and our next guest, Pat Kerwin, there to uh, check out the Ravens, see what they thought. Pat, it's Glenn. Good morning. Appreciate you taking the time for us as always. Oh, uh, my pleasure to be here. and I always love stopping in Baltimore. John Harbaugh and Steve Bashotti are good to us. And uh, I like seeing them, and I like watching your football team because you're always a contender, and you will be again this year. Yeah, I mean, it was a weird offseason, as you know, and talked about plenty on your show. Um, Pat, I guess let me start with the offense. Are, are we getting too ahead of ourselves with an offense that still has new coordinator, quarterback coming off an injury, 
wide receivers that we don't know to be in the prime of their career at this point? Are we thinking too much about that considering not everything? This isn't exactly Patrick Mahomes and, you know, the the top wide receivers in the NFL that we're talking about. Well, uh, it's a great question. It, it kind of covers the whole thing. Let me just get going. Odell Beckham, to me, uh, looked terrific. And uh, he is back. He's got his legs under him. He made a couple of moves yesterday during practice that would give me the feeling that he will be the productive guy he once was. You always worry as they get older, but he made two moves. One was a burst to the ball, which I was waiting to see. And the other one was he caught a little out route and stuck his foot in the ground, made the defender miss and took off. So I think he'll give you what you hope he was going to give you. Zay Flowers is the talk of my camp tour. People that have come through Baltimore before me, were warning me at how good he is and how good he looks. So I think you're going to be fine there. I mean, your real question about installing a new offense, I never understand why coaches come in and change the language. Get the coach to learn the language the players have been playing in rather than asking the whole team. But they didn't do it. They did it the traditional way, new language. So I asked Lamar, I said, when you call a play, do you see the play in your mind's eye? Do you see the whole play? As you're walking up to the line of scrimmage, he goes, not yet totally, but more today than a week ago. So it's coming along. Here's what I really think. I don't think they're going to change very much. Honestly, when it's all said and done, when you want to win games, Lamar still has to run. And if he's not a running force, and I mean a a thousand-yard kind of back, uh, then people are going to see you differently, and they're going to be very relieved. So Lamar ran yesterday in a two-minute drill, and there it is. No one stopped him. No one said, hey, we don't want you doing that. Uh, he took off, and, and he will do it again. And I think, you know, when I go back and think about some of the great running quarterbacks, they all relied on their feet to take the team as far as they could. He will do the same thing. And your tight end is still going to be a major target yep. for your football team. I do worry about the running backs, though, Glenn. I don't know if that group is ready for prime time. Okay, let's, so let's cut, touch on a couple things you brought up there. One, the, the funny thing to me is whenever anyone has said Lamar needs to run less, and I keep saying, like, what? Why are you trying to neuter a strength of a football player? Like, that is crazy to me, which isn't the same as saying that Lamar can't throw because we all know that's not true. He has made great throws throughout his career. But I don't know what the level is between they want to try to protect him more, they want to not have him purposely run as much versus, as you just said, he's going to run. And in situations, maybe the, the goal is, with all of these weapons on the field, defense is more spread out, that should leave more room for Lamar to run the ball, correct? Yes, and and they're going to have to assign something to Lamar. If the day comes that the defense doesn't have to assign a defender or some concept to Lamar, then, then people aren't going to be afraid of the Ravens like they should be. So uh, they know it. The kid knows it. And I go back to Cam Newton. Cam Newton, one time they were trying to make him a pocket passer, and it wasn't going well, and he started running again, and, and I got a chance to talk to him. He said, what's up with uh, going back to the running stuff? He goes, Pat, we got to win games. And we weren't winning the other way, and we can't wait to win games. So mm-hmm. I have to go when i got to go. So I think Lamar's mindset's the same way. And uh, so is his career going to be longer? Well, I think the reason they want to do it is they just invested so much money in him. They'd like to see him last the length of the contract. But – all I said to him yesterday was, you know, you probably have done it already, but you need to redo it. Study the young Russell Wilson. Russell had no problem running, and he was smart. He used to slide. He used to step out of bounds. And Pete Carroll, they did not worry about him running. 
And I wish Lamar would take a little lesson from that and be smart in the open field. And then I think he'll last the, the length of his contract. They have no choice, by the way, and you know it and I know it. Pat Kerwin is with the SiriusXM NFL Radio with Justin Baltimore yesterday. Pat, you bring up the running backs, and I think it's an obvious concern. And it, you know, obviously, there's two different things going on here, right? There's what the Ravens are trying to do, and then there's the entire running back issue that exists throughout the NFL. And I, I don't know how to tell J.K. Dobbins what to do here because I think we're all in agreement that like it doesn't really benefit him to be holding out. It's not likely to get him closer to a contract, but. His retort might be, I don't know that anything gets me closer to a contract. And it feels like the dirty little secret is it might not matter what he does. The Ravens might just well say, now that we paid Lamar Jackson this money, we can't budget real money at the running back position moving forward. So it's not maybe as you know loud as, say, the Jonathan Taylor situation or you know anything else going on at running back. But how do you handle this between the Ravens and J.K. Dobbins? Well, I wouldn't give him a, a pay raise, and I come from the world of managing salary caps along with coaching, but um, he has no leverage. He has a medical history. He only played 202 plays last year. Um, and so, sorry, the first thing I'm going to do, i sorry to say this, is clear him on his physical, take him off PUP, and then start finding him every day that he's not out there. Uh, that's the world that we live in. It sounds cruel, but it's the world we're in. He doesn't have any leverage and he shouldn't be thinking he does. And he's probably got a young agent that thinks, uh, this is a protest I can afford to do. You get, he's getting a free ride because he's on PUP. Mm-hmm. Take him off PUP and see if he does it. That, that'd be the first thing I'd do. And then I'd start making sure everyone knows I like Melvin Gordon, <laughs> honestly. And then if JK wants to stand there and take on the fine situation, then God bless him. But th- well, this is a team trying to get ready. You're going to play three division games in the first five weeks. That's true. Are you with us or not? And if you're not, maybe I'll go sign Lenny Fournette. You can stand right over there. Is what we're learning, and I don't know if you asked this question or, or if you know, dismissive of it, because what you just said I know matters, but is what we're learning that the Ravens just are kind of acknowledging it's not that important to them for him to be out there. Not They couldn't say that out loud, but that they understand that it might be better to just make sure he's healthy and as long as he's willing to come back, you know, two weeks before the season begins, they feel like that's enough of a ramp up for him to be ready for the season. And they just, they would rather not risk him getting hurt before the season begins. I think a lot of teams want to preserve their better running backs in the preseason and not waste them with hits that are unnecessary. And and part of that, that you just mentioned is, is acceptable as a scenario. The problem is he is standing there protesting while other guys are taking more reps than they should be taking. They're mm-hmm. taking his reps, too. So we're putting Gus Edwards and, and Hill and Melvin Gordon and everybody else at risk. And now we have a language change in the offense. I, I just really don't want to see a player do that. So I would be bringing in – if he wants to stand there after I clear him from PUP, then you know what? We, oh, the other way is to say, you know what, I'm frustrated with him. Let's leave him on PUP. And let's put him on active PUP when the season starts. Hmm. I don't think they'll do that. They don't want to cut off their nose to spite their face. Right. But you really can't let the player uh, try to, you know, as we say, let the tail wag the dog. That's that's not going to happen here. But I'd be getting ready to put another running back in the mix. They're cheap. You can find them all over the place and put another guy in the mix and, and tell him to stand over there and incur his fine. 
it's a tough thing to do. I mean, the guy has led the league in yards per carry when he's been healthy, right? Like he is. I I know he's not Jonathan Taylor, but like he's proven that he offers something that I don't know that you're. I I, I get it. We all kind of believe running backs are replacement level players, but we have seen that the Ravens have a much better offense when J.K. Dobbins has been on the field. Yeah, you might even have a better one if you put Dalvin Cook out there. And I think <laughs> Dalvin Cook is the same agent. So huh, very <laughs> I interesting. Call the agent going, yeah. you know what? We're going to release your guy once we sign out. Yeah. Let's see if he brings Dalvin to the table. Very... Yeah, I, I live in that world that you got to keep doing this stuff. It always sounds nasty, but but it's the way it is. Pat, I know uh, Pat Kerwin with us here on GCR, and obviously the uh, you got the, the defensive side of the ball. Of course, matters a lot to you and your history as a coach. Um, I, how concerned should we be about the depth at both ed, edge rush and cornerback? Like, I feel like we're all very high. Like the Roquan Smith thing was a revelation. We all expected him to be good. He was even better than that. He was marvelous. And you know, if anybody deserved twenty million dollars an off-ball linebacker, that guy that we saw last year deserved it. But I don't know if that can make up for you putting a lot of pressure on David Ajabo, who hasn't played much in the NFL. And if Marlon Humphrey were to get hurt, I mean, you are about as thin as it gets at cornerback. How concerned would you be about those two areas? I am concerned. Uh, honestly, you have unproven pass rushers, and I know that everyone thinks always ready to go. That No, they're hoping he's ready to go. Played over 600 plays last year, but you're replacing 18 sacks right off the top for your listeners. You know, Justin Houston, JPP had a couple, uh, and Calais always was a factor. So, You've got all that to replace, and you're doing it with guys that really haven't delivered yet. And I talked to John Harbaugh about it, and he said, yeah, it's time for Oway. We, we don't have any more time to wait. So is this a team I think I would have signed Yannick Ngakwe? Probably. Mm-hmm. Put a one proven guy on it. Now, here's the problem for your listeners. Neither guy has established themselves. So the offensive blocking schemes are not going to have to run slide protection to one star. They can fool around with protections. They can release five whenever they want until those guys deliver on a consistent basis. They're just going to tell the tackles, just block those two. We're not going to worry about them until they deliver. So I do think it it really gives the offense an advantage in how they're going to run protections. And I I know your coaches are thinking about that all the time. They brought in Jadavion Clowney for a visit yesterday. He's, I mean, two years removed from a nine-sack season. I know he's never been the guy that everybody thought he might be, but, I, you know, if, you know, we know that Ngakwe's off the board, it, would there be any value to bringing in a Jadavion Clowney, a Kyle Van Noy, who I know they had in before? Can they, can they still help at this point? In theory, they can, but, Clowney, look, when he was in Houston, I went to their camp every year. I did not see him practice once hmm. in all those years. He hmm. never practices. Uh, his college reputation was a guy that didn't practice. I've had friends who've coached him. He was out in Seattle. They were, take it easy, goodbye. Cleveland never was going to bring him back. So you do have the Ozzie Newsom effect. And Ozzie's still around there. And Ozzie has the kind of personality and the history that he's been able to resurrect guys. Uh, I, I want to ask why he didn't just bring back Justin Houston, you know, but he didn't. So here we are. Um, the The list is getting short of who guys who can do it. I don't know that he would fit into the Raven mentality of how we practice, how we play. Uh, he has not done that wherever he's been, so I'd be careful to take him. 
All right. Um, before I let you go, Pat, I, I just want to make it as broad as possible. The the difference to you, the the Ravens are in uh, what we know is like a murderer's row at this point in the AFC. It is as deep and top heavy as we've probably ever seen a conference. If there is a path to them breaking through finally and making a deep playoff run with Lamar Jackson, what has to happen for them this season? Uh, I think you know the answer. First thing is he's got to play all 17 games, and he's got to be eligible to play well in the postseason, which he hasn't done. He also has to really defeat the Steelers because he's only played them three times. So he's done well against Cincinnati, although I'll say this. Is your point about the corner population and what happens if we get one injury? That's a bad matchup right now Oof. for you. Oof. Your pass rush isn't there, and your corner population is thin, and they got Joe Burrow. So that's going to be problem number one because you want to excuse me, win your division, but I think that's going to be hard. My final thought is, and this is what I wrote down as I left camp, if Lamar plays the whole year, you win 10 or 11 games and you might be the division champ, most likely a wild card. If he misses any games, you're going to miss the playoffs. Well, uh, let's let's root for the first scenario. Let's root for the former in that situation. Me, me too. I am a yeah. big fan of your organization, but I don't, I don't think you can win without him, and he's got to stay healthy. He's missed 11 games, I think, in two years. And you go look, you know the record yep. when they don't oh, have him. It's, it's bad. It's bad. Pat, I know you— not, I wish you had a, a different backup situation, honestly. You, th- you think they should have gone to the to, to signing a veteran this offseason? Yes, absolutely. Someone that can, you know, you know now what, what Tyler can do, and you know what he can't do. Yep. And he's yep. a bit of a tease because, oh, we get to keep the same offense. Yeah. Well, your offense is changing a little bit. Maybe there's someone out there, or there was someone out there that could have been a guy, you know, my value on a backup quarterback is get someone that's worth seven or eight million dollars a year, and that you believe at the minimum he'll go two and two in a four-game stretch, and more likely three and one. Uh, Pat, I know you're headed to Tampa Bay today. Is there anything else we can plug for you, sir? Uh, no, after Tampa Bay, we're heading to the Raiders, and then after the Raiders, we're going to Denver and Seattle, and we'll see if this time they see any, someone else. These camp tours are getting shorter. Because no one practices anymore. Yeah, it's a different world, right? And they are practicing against yeah. each other in these weeks. Pat Kerwin, always appreciate you, man. Thank you so much for spending a couple of minutes with us. Uh, safe travels the rest of the summer. And look forward to talking again during the season, all right? It's... My pleasure. Thanks a lot, Glenn. Be good. Obviously a lot of reasonable in there with uh, Pat Kerwin. I, I don't – I brought up the Dalvin Cook thing the other day on the radio show. I don't I don't see it. I know our guy Randy Mueller brought it up. I – like if you're not going to pay one running back, why are you going to pay another running back? And I'm not trying. I understand Dalvin Cook's better than J.K. Dobbins. I I do get that, and so that would be the argument for it. But if the problem is that you've just decided that you can't budget money at running back because of what you're now going to be paying your quarterback, then I don't. I don't. I don't know that I see it. Um. You know, I, I don't know what Dalvin Cook's looking for either. Like, I I would assume Dalvin Cook's looking for a real contract, and that's why he's not a Jet as of yet. If Dalvin Cook's just looking for anything, then I, I don't know, maybe we can have that conversation at some point. But I, I just don't see that. And it's a it's a far more complicated issue. I, I think the real the, the real question is what do we not know? 
Do we not know that the Ravens have had conversation with J.K. Dobbins where everybody's on board? The Ravens don't actually, as I pointed out with Pat, don't really want J.K. Dobbins out there until a couple weeks before the season started anyway because why have him taking unnecessary hits? Like, let's get through the training camp portion of this, and then once we start really preparing for the season, are you going to be willing to be out there? And J.K. Dobbins said, yeah, I mean, I, I got to do this. I got to hold out to show that I'm fighting. But, you know, I'm going to come up and play. And if everybody on both sides knows that, that when John Harbaugh says, I have these conversations with J.K. Dobbins, that's what they're talking about, then I'm probably not all that concerned about it. If that's not certain, if J.K. Dobbins is still leaving it wide open, like, I don't know when I'm going to show up, then maybe at some point the Ravens do have to think about that. I don't know. Jadavion Clowney doesn't do much for me. I mean, it is weird. I completely missed that he had nine sacks two years ago. Like, that came out of nowhere. He, he had been scuffling yeah. and. You know, but and then all of a sudden, out of nowhere, two well, years he's ago, on the other side of Miles Garrett. I guess that helps. It definitely yeah. helps. There's no question. Oh, that was that a year that was that the was, year that Garrett got suspended? Uh, maybe it was. Yeah, maybe. Yeah, maybe you're onto something, Miles. And it might be that he had all the sacks when when Garrett was playing, and then yeah. I, I don't know. I I don't know nearly enough to be able to dive into those numbers. And no, Garrett had uh 16 sacks in 2021. So I'm you're guessing that means that he wasn't suspended and not yeah. that he could have had 25. <laughs> But was suspended. Yeah, I assume that's what that means as well. I don't know, but yeah, out of out of nowhere, Jadavion Clowney looked productive again. I don't have any expectations. If you were to bring in Jadavion Clowney, I would expect nothing of him. That's not for me to say don't do it. If you just feel like you need more veterans, fine. But you know. I'm not enamored in any way with Jadavion Clowney. Does zero. For I me. mean, I feel like they need something though. Like at this, at. But is it something? I mean, this the nicest yeah. way possible. Is Jadavion Clowney something? I think he. I think yeah. I think uh, yeah, to Pat Corwin's point, he's a person that. I mean, he obviously he was kind of. He's a person, down. is what we've, yeah. we've said. We've got. Well, here's what we got who, so far. Jadavion Clowney is a person, and I think that might be what the Ravens need. Though. End of list. They have Ojabo and Owe and. I understand that doesn't what, scare anyone. I, I, like I understand that I that's the premise of the question. It's the reason why we're talking about this is because of what we don't think they have enough. But I do, I, I get it. This is what's left now, and that's mm-hmm. exactly what Pat Kerwin said. Like the 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 decent options Just are gone. Right. Like, you're left with what you're left with. You can't make somebody up. You can hope somebody else gets cut between now and the start of the season. But there would certainly be a reason why that player would get cut. And you could hope that you could get something out of one of these guys that nobody else could get out of them. All I'm saying is I have no expectations of it. If the Ravens bring on Jadavion Clowney at this point, I think he's a body and not a whole lot more than that. That doesn't mean, to your point, that they shouldn't or that they couldn't or that they can't or anything along those lines. I just have no expectation of him being anything other than a guy. They have to make some sort of accusation, whether it's in the secondary or the pass rush, and maybe it's well, trade, I, and it doesn't I, happen I until you know four to five them weeks. Them to do both. Well, yes, I, I would too. I think both are. They s- have to look. I, I hope that David Ajabo is a rock star. I hope he is so bloody good that this is a silly conversation. Yeah. But it's weird to me that these both of these things were just kind of left as is. It's weird that we are this deep into it, and that the team has essentially said no. We're not we're not doing anything. Or at this point, if you're doing something, it's going to be 
fairly minimal. And that's kind of the reality of the circumstances. Thanks, Pat Kerwin, for hopping on with us. Drew Forrester is going to join us. Said he's running, we, he, said, he said he is running a few minutes late. Got why traffic why wouldn't he be? Why wouldn't he be? You want to tell everybody what's going on at Live Casino and Hotel Maryland? Yeah, I do. Uh, this one I'm pretty excited about. The F1 race simulator. Uh, so start your engines and get revved up for the ultimate racing experience between August 31st and September 3rd. Uh, that's Labor Day weekend. Just steps away from the Maryland's number one sports book, you will be able to visit the FanDuel F1 simulator located oh, wow. at Sports and Social. Labor Day weekend, mm-hmm. the F1, uh, F1, F- F1 race simulator. So that's an exciting one. At Arundel Mills, you must be 21. Please play responsibly. For help, visit mdgamblinghelp.org or call 1-800-GAMBLER. That's pretty cool. I do kind of dig that. I like that a lot. All right, uh, we will cover everything with Drew whenever he chooses to arrive, which could be anytime, frankly. Uh, so please stay anyway. We'll definitely <laughs> go over Would You Rather Wednesday for sure. I know we'll do that. That's on the way. It's Glenn Clark Radio. Hike to new heights. The best view is yours in Washington County. Our iconic scenic overlooks provide some of the most breathtaking vistas in the mid-Atlantic. Some are very easy walks, some can be driven to, and some are the payoff for a moderate to difficult hike. All are near quaint small towns that offer great dining, shopping, hiking gear, and more. Explore our five national parks for iconic vistas and wineries with breathtaking views. Visit our quaint historic towns and make your stay unforgettable. Learn more at visithagerstown.com Maryland, be open. Soak up summertime fun in Charm City. Enjoy only in Baltimore festivals, mouth-watering eats, and endless entertainment. Cheer on the O's at Camden Yards. Pick crabs by the waterfront. Beat the heat inside a world-class museum and make memories that will last a lifetime. Go to Baltimore.org for more information and to plan your visit. You feel that? That's the sound of football coming back. And now's the time to place your preseason bets with Superbook Sports. Superbook is the most trusted name in Vegas. And now you can use my promo code, GlennClark23, to score up to $250 with their first bet bonus. Win or lose, they'll match your first bet up to $250 with the promo code GlennClark23. All one word, no spaces, two N's in Glenn. Don't miss out this football season. Win some money with Superbook Sports and that promo code Glenn Clark 23. Visit superbook.com for terms and conditions. Gambling problem? Call 1 800 Gambler. I'm Michael Jan Grandy, president of AJ Michaels, your carrier energy expert for 44 years. Save money, energy, and make your home more comfortable and virus free. Find us at ajmichaels.com. That's ajmichaels.com. Maryland drivers, did you know you can save up to 77% on tolls with an Easy Pass Maryland discount plan? That's right, 77%. It's never been easier. Pick the plan that's right for you at driveezmd.com. We'll keep you moving. It's a Maryland thing you wouldn't understand. Where the waves meet the shore, you will find Dorchester County. Hi, this is Jimmy Charles. When I think of Maryland, I think Dorchester County on the eastern shore where it's open for making memories. Dorchester County, it's a Maryland thing. For more info, visit www.visitdorchester.org. It's a Maryland Picking a restaurant to try for the first time? Let's look at the Costas Inn. Here's a few checklist items. Quality of the food. Check. 
Quality of service. Check. Does restaurant have plenty of free parking? Check. And finally, does restaurant have delicious steamed crabs, crab cakes, crab soup, and specials galore? Check, check, check. Costas Inn, 4100 North Point Boulevard. They check all the boxes. Make the most out of every day in your Toyota RAV4. Available in hybrid or gas-only models. A RAV4 can get you where you want to go in style. Check out buyatoyota.com for deals on new RAV4s from your local Toyota dealer today. Check out PressBoxOnline.com every day to find daily winners and betting advice from Jeremy Kahn. And if you want some advice about life decisions that you probably shouldn't make, here's Glenn Clark. All right, uh, back in here on GCR. Um, I Who was first to report this? Was it Aaron Wilson? Yeah, I'm seeing Aaron Wilson. All right, Aaron well. Wilson from uh, formerly, of course, the Baltimore Sun, now down in uh, Houston. Uh, Aaron Wilson says the Ravens have signed defensive tackle Broderick Washington to a three-year, $17.5 million contract extension, which includes $6.3 million combined in signing and option bonuses with $10 million total guaranteed. Um, you know, this was this takes something off the list, obviously, as Broderick Washington was a pending free agent. And if he were to have a big season, then could have created a scenario by which you felt like you had to tag him. Now, I don't know if I expect Broderick Washington to have the type of big season that would put him in that. Broderick Washington's been a nice player and a solid pick and all of those things. It, I think, puts Justin Matabike a little more under focus. I, I think we all are of the belief that Justin Matabike can be a high-level player, and in moments we have seen him be a truly high-level player. But a few years ago, the Justin Matabike spin kind of got out of control. There was the insanity of Peter King talking about him being, like, defensive player of the year before the season, which was one of the, the, the most... I like Peter King understand that like I am a Peter King guy and I've always appreciated his work but I remember like Kyle and I having a 10 minute conversation that morning after that where I was like am I taking crazy pills it don't work this way Justin Matabike could could really take a, 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 a really quality step forward as a player this year and if he improved greatly he still wouldn't be in this realm this is nuts. And I feel like that then kind of changed like expectations surrounding Justin Matabike. I, I swear to God. And I, I give, I love uh, my former producer, Kyle. Great guy. I, I love him. Love him still to this day. Hope to see him at my house on Saturday. Are you coming, by the way, Griffin? Are you going to show up? Um, what time? What time is your, your I thing? forgot. It's the, the, the Ravens preseason game. And I'm, I got to, I got to go. Are you serious? Um, well, yeah, I'm serious. And I'm working earlier in the day, so. But I, I I would like to yeah. Pre- appreciate you the priority. I would like to. Well, I, um, Ravens preseason is number one priority. You know that. You know that. Uh, Kyle, I remember <laughs> in the aftermath of that was like, I think Justin Matabike could be a ten sack guy, and I just remember like my jaw agape. What? What? Which might not be as bad as the time that he guaranteed the Browns would win six games in the year that they won zero. He guaranteed six games. Guaranteed six wins. <laughs> Who was was that? What was that? Guaranteed Deshaun six wins. Kaiser or no? Oh, it might have been uh, Cody like, Kessler. Uh, I don't know. Who was. Wild dog, wild. Um, but yeah, that one stood out as a big one for me. But it, it kind of puts Matt Abike back under the microscope a little bit because the question is one way or the other: 
does he have a good season but not a great season? And the Ravens say he's going to price himself out of Baltimore. If he has a great season, is this the way that they protect themselves to make sure they have the franchise tag to use on him? I, I, I'm so confused. There's not an easy answer for me on Justin Matabike. And remember, I was on board with the, the contract the Ravens gave Brandon Williams a few years ago, but a lot of people were bothered by it because Brandon Williams never was enough of a factor in the backfield. Yeah. He was a run stuffer, and he was a very good run stuffer, as we literally saw every time the Ravens played with or without him. It was one of those... A guy was running for 100 yards if he wasn't on the field. Nick like. Chubb is still running somewhere right now when Brandon Williams wasn't on the field. I have not fully figured out the Justin Matabike thing other than to say, I know he's good, <laughs> but what makes him so good? And I haven't fully been able to get to the bottom of exactly what you'd be missing without Justin Matabike and exactly how you'd, I don't know. But it's interesting that they prioritize getting it done with Brad, which makes me wonder if they also attempted to get it done with Justin Matabike, and his response was more like, I want to bet on myself. And I believe now with Calais gone that this could be a big year for me, and there could be a robust market for my services this offseason if I were to become a free agent. So I'm going to bet on myself and not do a deal. Now, I'm just, again, these are all things I'm spitballing. I don't know what any of the thought process was. Um, but, you know, you, you got it. You kind of have to think about some of these things and the possibility of it. But I'm I'm good. Braddock Washington has been a nice player. Like, he is. Fifth round pick, like, yeah. Yes, he's, it, this is a success story, right? And I, I, I'm not, I think he this was a good thing to do. It was a good thing to take a guy who's been a solid player, give him reasonable money, get this squared away, one last thing that you have to worry about. I think that makes sense. So from that standpoint, thumbs up. Thumbs up on getting it done with Broderick Washington. I Just in, more interesting questions exist as far as the other guy, Matabike, and what that means and of course jk dobbins is a pending free agent but i i don't i i just assume like it's funny because the thought process in the nfl is now draft a guy draft a back keep him from as long as you can tag him tag him twice and let him walk if jk dobbins already is frustrated about this if maybe the ravens at one point did have the thought process of if he has a nice season, we'll tag him. We'll have him play for us again next year, and then we'll let him go after that. But does going through this make them say, we don't really want to deal with that again if we were to tag him? And the Ravens, as we know in their history, have typically not wanted to use the tag on a player they weren't planning to sign. Mm-hmm. Obviously, it didn't work out with Matt Judon, but we know that wasn't a gimmick. That wasn't a... Let's tag him purposely to let him walk next year. Like, they did attempt to sign Matt Judon. It didn't work. Once upon a time, years upon years ago, Wally Williams, they did that too as well. But, I mean, that was a literally a generation ago, so it's hard to compare those things. In the modern era of the Ravens, they have not liked to use the tag as a gimmick. To them, the tag is, 
what we do in order to extend the window and make sure we get someone signed. So it would be very interesting the decision that they would have about whether or not they do what the NFL is now doing, which is tag running backs because we're not going to sign them and we just want to keep them around for another year at a cost that's for one year reasonable. Are they willing to do that? How does his frustration impact a decision like that? Complicated question. And I don't have definitive answers about it. But, um, you know, that's that's it. That's that's where we are. The news is Broderick Washington. That's that's what matters. Why don't we just squeeze in the last break here, and then we don't have to worry about taking another one? If you want to. Let's do that. that. Okay. I, I mean, Orioles, it, it, Orioles uh, made a move. They optioned Joey Crable uh, for Jacob Webb. Oh, um, right, who they had they just picked, picked up. up from with the oh, Angels? Uh, is that where yeah, he, he was the Angels? Angels? Why did I think D-backs? Sure. I mean, I, I don't know what to say. Sure. Yeah, I guess, by the way, I guess Kevin Zeitler could also be a, a tag option. I hadn't thought about that. what, 30... 31 or 2? Yeah, uh, something like that. Okay. But again, I don't... I, it, oh, boy, that's more complicated. Oh, you look, hit the break. <laughs> what, what are they doing at Eagle's Nest? Are they they're just ripping off? I'm so aggravated. What is, first of all, I have so many questions as, so, as this guy comes storming into the studio. So mad. About what? You know what? No, I don't know about what. No, you do. It's been the story. They moved the Masters. Okay, there we go. From <laughs> I to get was there. supposed to be the yeah. first full week in April, and they moved it to the week after. Wait, what? Is this legit? Yeah, it's supposed to second. always be the first full Hang week in second. April. This can't be real. Did it they really su- do that? It was supposed to. It's always the first full week in April. This is going to coincide with the dodgeball finals. This is bad shtick, right? Like, they moved they it to the eighth or the fourteenth. Actually, happened. They did. It didn't happen. Stop it's it. it. Check That's, schedule. Check what schedule. It's the first time since in 35 years it hasn't been the first full week of April. The Masters. The Masters are. April 8th to 14. They are. You're right about that. And what is the problem? Did you already book flights or something? You can burn something? this shirt, too. For all I care. Good to, good to see you. Good the to see mountain. you. The mountain. Yeah. Get, okay. Oh, Kyle Tucker right, climbed right, that mountain all right, last all right, night. All right. All right. All right. All right. So what's the deal with the shirt? Did they just. Is this just a ripoff, or is there like a partnership or something? Like partnership with who? Eagles Nest. <laughs> they clearly stole the font that was, and it was terrible. I didn't care for it. That was invented by Maryland for their logo. Oh, I never. And even, then put the, the. I didn't know that flag. That's literally the font that they use. Wow. Have you really not seen that? No, but okay. So there's nothing to the story. Well, we're in the state of Maryland. I understand that, but the point was, was there like a partnership of some sort? Or? With the state of Maryland? No, we're in the state of Maryland. Eagles Nest is in Phoenix, 21131. What else you we're got? We're in the state of Maryland. What, what else? Have you heard any good Oriole jokes recently? No, I haven't. You got any gum? <laughs> what else I've never seen anything like I've seen a lot of stuff, man. I'm 60. Uh-huh. I've seen a lot of stuff in my life. Yep. I This, this one... This is the all-time cake topper. Well, um, I if you want me to disagree with you, I'm, it, it, I is it okay? Hang on, is it the all-time? It's a national story. No, but is it the all-time cake Look, topper? Yes, Drew? is it? Yes. They tell me, they, tell me another story that's involved this moribund franchise 
that has drawn this sort of national attention. I don't know this how is, to compare this it. This is not I'll, getting squirted with the gun well, at the cared. game. No one cared about but that. But that was a Stop. local story. It, was, it wasn't even a local. It was a story for one guy. This isn't a walkout. Which was a local, a big local story. That, that was a national story. That's not true. Uh, but, that was a but, national but, story. But barely. Well, okay. I mean, I. But this. I don't know, man. This it was a national is, story. This is. A n- I'm gonna push back. I was in. I was living and working in Phoenix when that happened. I was not there. Right. It was a national story. Oh, okay. It was a big. But story. this is. But that wasn't generated by the club. It was no, generated by more. Certainly wasn't. <laughs> raise your hand. <laughs> Me. Yeah, right. Raise your hand. This Please. is un. Believable that they've done this. I, it's, and I, here's what's more. Ob- okay, but, obviously that part of that is right. But I'm here's really, what's more unbelievable. That that this has been going on now for the better part of 48 hours. And nothing. Right. And, and nothing. they haven't said nothing. a word. I know. I know. I know. I understand. I'm with you. It's unreal. Radio silence. Just that's it's not okay. I, I Okay. Separate the two. Unreal. Things. I'll move and then on. this guy. You can burn right, this chill, shirt. Chill. Would you chill with that for a second so we can oh, have it's a an conversation? XL. I'll take it. All right, go ahead. It's yours. Okay. Right. Is, what, is Ethan wearing XL already? <laughs> yes. <laughs> I mean, my God. Yes. What the hell? Is it's that snug on me, but it fits him. <laughs> anyway, um, I'm going to separate. Well, well, I'll come back to the what's the, the the worst one or what's the lowest moment. I'll come back. By the way, for those of us who had the Uber last night, we were thrilled with that grand slam. Yeah, it was good news for you, right? <laughs> Everybody else, everybody else in the bar is just, is just despondent. I was drews. the one guy that jumped hey, up. All right, <laughs> get out of here, get out, Santander! Drew's don't the, you dare catch that ball, Santander. <laughs> he was not in right field at that point. They had uh, pulled him for Ryan McKenna, but left Jorge Mateo in center right, field right. to handle a fly ball with two runners on base in the ninth inning. They thought right. Sa- Santander couldn't be on the field right. for the ninth inning, but Mateo. Noted quality center fielder who Mateo, made a good catch earlier in the game. Did make a good right. catch earlier in the game. They thought he was well, the Well, they one. didn't have a manager at that point. That is true. <laughs> they So the other guy didn't apparently Freddy Gonzalez. Or didn't care. Um All right, go ahead. What I'm struggling with is how to reconcile the team being good and and whether or not these two things can stay completely separated from each other. And I, and I mean not like you, today. You're asking if they can. Right. What I'm not saying is that today I think that the players – I here's my guess. And we talked about it with Dan So Conley you're asking, you're asking well, if this can if, – if there's any way that this could derail the team. And, and I'm, I mean, let me flush it out a little bit, right? Let me just flush the thought through. I don't know how much any of the players knew or cared about this topic yesterday. I don't know how many of them pay attention to Twitter. I don't know how many of them – I don't know. I'm going to guess they all heard these chants last night and were kind of like, what is that? How could you if they not? didn't know, yeah, right? Twelve thousand people chanting and that. asked questions afterwards, and so by this point, I assume everyone knows. But I don't think it had anything to do with Felix Batista giving up I, a grand slam in the ninth inning. I don't, I don't think the two have anything to do with each other. But you and I have seen enough to know that at some point, frustration can kick in, right? We used to joke about Dave Trembley and the, the was it Trembley who had the noise outside Mel in the Moore. hallway. No more kids. Like, guys, this is. It's the, the at some point. It's I mean, hard, I don't even want to say anymore. This right. is it's very hard to leave it alone. Right, and I'm not suggesting that's today. I'm not suggesting that's tomorrow. But if things don't get better, if there isn't resolution to this issue, if there's still an acrimonious relationship between the fan base and John Angelos, and if fans continue to bring signs to games and chant things at games 
does it at any point. A team that has appeared impervious to any outside influence or any disappointment. Is there any concern that at some point between now and the end of the season there can be an impact on the baseball team? 100%. Okay. Without question. And it's not and it is a snowball. So it's not something that happens like you said. It wasn't the reason why he gave up the grand slam last night. There were eight moving parts to that thing. The ball that got knuckled over Gunnar Henderson's head. Um, who was it that hit the, the that got the single? Alvarez. I mean, that was a well hit ball. Mm-hmm. And then uh, the kid Tucker, who by the way had four home runs before last night, um, had a nice at bat, fouled off a bunch of pitches, and then fouled the ball off. McCann catches it, ball game. He doesn't catch it, right? Like, you know. So th- you win some of those, you lose some of those, and those things happen. But the scene you just described, if tonight. There's, I, let me stop real quick. I don't know that people got thrown out last night. Yeah, I'm that, not. I'm not comfortable talking about I, I, that yet either. I, I'm. I don't know now. I will and, say. I would, and I would add, even if there were people that were thrown out, I don't know that there weren't other things going. Like, and I said this earlier. Okay, but that what I've heard is that I got thro- these guys got thrown out for chanting something. Well, if you were throwing out people that were chanting something, you would have thrown out basically half of the stadium. So. Mm. Correct. Like, I don't know... I haven't seen a video of one person getting thrown out for chanting. I haven't seen that. Fair. And, now, and I, if somebody's I'm, telling me that they did, I don't know that that person wasn't also dropping F-bombs or something sure, like maybe. that. Now, I had, I do, as, yeah. as a segue into this, I had, I do have two people that I trust mm-hmm. who said 100% people got thrown out for chanting Kevin for free Kevin Brown. They were told not to, and then they, and they continued. Okay. So if that were to happen again, and the reason I bring that up is just to say this. Right. If that were to happen again tonight. Mm-hmm. And then and it becomes chan- a bigger Because you know the chance happening tonight. Yep. And if they throw people out tonight, and it snowballs, here's the blessing. They're leaving Thursday. Right. The, there, Correct. there is a blessing to this. Correct. Right? They're leaving on Thursday. They'll be gone for 10 days. This will... Simmer down somewhat. Well, there will be other stories in baseball that will come up. Well, Some, but this will simmer down. Somebody's going to get popped for steroids. Somebody's unless gonna, he, well, they don't do it anymore. Unless yeah, he doesn't appear on Friday. Right, but if it, he doesn't, it won't simmer down here. Or, right. But I don't know how much that will impact the team as they're right. on the other uh, the, side of the country. Once they get out of Baltimore, right. it, will, it will greatly change the players' perception of how big of a story this is. Tonight and tomorrow, it's going to be front and center, and and if and if they were smart, and man, I that that is like jumbo and shrimp, they don't go together. They would say something tonight, today, twelve thirty, two o'clock. Kevin Brown will be back on the broadcast Friday night. They would say that instead of this innocuous. We look forward to having Kevin back with us soon. Kevin will be back on the air on Friday night. We're not going to comment about the other stuff. Yeah, but I don't know that that's enough at this point. No, 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 yeah. no. It might not be enough. Yeah, but it it will it will at least get them to the next stage of this, which is he's coming back on Friday night. We're not going to talk about what happened. He he, you know this, and part of what's going on also is the fact that whenever they whenever they gave that um, statement to. Wasn't Barstool? Who'd they give the statement to? Awful announcing. No, they gave a statement that said he was not suspended. Oh, that was the athletic. He was not suspended for that comment. Right. One hundred percent, he was. You're 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 just saying that 
to deflect what we all know is the truth. Well, they, they would probably even even in the world where that's the truth, they'd still probably try to find a way to massage it. They're going to wiggle their way out of it. Right. But that's the, that, therein right. lies the rub. Like, mm-hmm. just put an end to it and just say he's coming back on Friday. We're excited to have him back. He'll be at ten o'clock in front of you on your TV Friday night. And then how? Then the next step is, then then what happens on Friday? So th- this is you're just piecemealing this to the until you get the finish line is Friday. What happens on Friday? Does he say anything? Does he not address it? Do they do what they normally do, and that is act like nothing, nothing happened? Because well, that's, that's what they tried to no, do that's, here. That's what we assume they would do. They tried to do that here. Then 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 when it first came out in the first two hours, they tried to claim he was on a pre-scheduled. Yeah, time vacation, right, time off, right? Then they quickly realized, oh well, that that isn't going to work, and so then what happened? Like that, so they got to get to Friday, but but they have two home games to navigate their way around. And look, they could lose these next two because they're playing the Astros, mm-hmm. not because right. they farted around with the TV guy, right? But 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 these all matter. Sure, these games are of important. course they I mean, do. The games, yes. the, this is. Uncharted territory for us in the last six years. We haven't had a game that's mattered here in six years, which is also one of the parts about this that's unthinkable. Yes, is that this is happening? Yes, obviously that's. If we're fifty and a hundred, who cares? Correct. Like Correct. this is unreal that they didn't somehow nip this right away, right away. And look, as much as and my background, my initial background in sports was in PR. I could write this with my eyes closed. And Kevin would have to agree with it, and I think for two hundred grand he would agree with it. Hey, Kevin, here's what we're going to say. There, there are you know there are certain there are there are certain um, policies that we've established within the club as it relates to our broadcasting team over the last several years that we expect our announcing team to follow. Mm-hmm. In several broadcasts over the last three months, um, Kevin has unintentionally um overstepped you know and I'm now I'm just spitballing. Yeah, yeah you, there's but there's there's plenty of ways to articulate this and put together something and say we're not doing we're not answering any more questions about it. Here's what happened. Now if Kevin wants to talk about it, go ahead. Kevin yeah, hey, they, by the way, yeah, hey, right, Kev, Kevin, you're not going to talk about it. You're not going right, to talk course, about it. But yeah. if Kevin wants to talk about this, he could talk about this all he wants. Well, and to your point that like you could get Kevin, you could get someone to agree to do that with money. You could, but one, that's not that is certainly not their mo, right? Like, well, it, when I said two hundred grand, I meant his salary. No, that's I what I'm. But that's what I'm saying, like right? Like, but that's not right. their mo either. Their mo right. is not to pay. Well, their the mo is of, here's their mo. Correct. This is and and this is this isn't Drew saying this. This this is the Orioles doing this. Drew's just saying it. Right. But this isn't my. This is something I dug up. Anytime the Orioles come to a crossroads with, with, with an employee who, in their mind, s- stepped out of line, they just fire them. That's what they do. They didn't like the PA guy tweeting about the Ravens. They fired him the day of the game. They didn't like some things Jim Hunter said. And the and and Gary Thorne reveling in what they thought was a Red Sox grand slam. They fired him. They just that's what they do. They just you're out. So this is not 
all that odd other than what was said was totally benign. Right. This I is mean, different. Again. This is different than what Brenneman said. Yeah. Oh my this God. is. But, but that's where we are. What we are is the established part of this is there's nothing well, defensible. There's nothing if justifiable. You say something there's goofy, nothing. Which you do right, a lot. Right. If you say something, you you never do. When I when I'm about to say, if you say something here that is objectionable, well, well, here, right? You're you're John Colson's going to call you in and say. Glenn, you can't yeah, say that. Yeah, we can't that. do that. You can't say that on behalf of PressBox. And look, you right. know, even and, things... And, and if you do, again... Right. If you drop an F-bomb right. on the air about the Preakness uh, It never horse, happened. Never, yeah. never no, occurred. But, but, you know, this Didn't is, occur. This is, this is not... And I think this is important to distinguish. This... All of us, but when I say we, I'm, uh, all of us, we all have a tendency to pile on these guys, yes. right? Be- because of the last 30 years. We have a tendency to pile yes, on them. Yes. And there's documentation to support that. Mm-hmm. There isn't anything wrong with the ball club saying, as an example, with the ball club saying to their announcers, you got to wear Oriole gear. It's insane that we're fighting about that. That is the, that is, there is Dude, absolutely, this is the way that I it works. When I walk into Calvert Hall, Correct. I wear a Calvert Hall golf shirt. You, you abide. Never, never do I walk into Calvert Hall without wearing a Calvert Hall golf shirt. No one's ever told me. Well, okay, but, but they be give me, if, but they, they, if they told you we expect you to wear a suit uh, I, and you want the job, you'd wear a suit. Correct. I said this the other day. I, I, this is when this is when nothing. I'm do, working for the women's lacrosse world championships for ESPN, and I am up above a stadium in sweltering heat, and they tell me we expect you to wear a suit and tie. I'm wearing the suit and tie. Correct. There That's what I'm doing. There isn't anything wrong with that. And yes. So, at all. So, so I bring that up to say because we we all do pile on them. We all treat everything they do with disdain, and that's not accurate. There are things that they can do that they have the right to do, to say, these are the, the, as our broadcaster, right. we expect this from you. Yeah. We, we expect you to, ready? You're going to love this line, bleed a little orange and black. Ah, I've heard that somewhere before. When, when the team stinks, yeah. we would appreciate it if you don't tell everyone the team stinks. They're watching the game. Mm-hmm. They see the scores 11-2. to two. Right. You, you, you don't need to rub it in. Right. Yep. I, I, I get that. I did it. I was in the soccer business. I get it. I would have, if we were losing 9-1 to one and Gary Stein was pissing all over Scott Manning, I'd have probably said, Gary, take it easy. Right. Right? So way, I don't do that when I work for, you know, Loyola. I don't do that when I work for but what Steven, happened you know? in this? But what happened in this, in this, whatever happened, it's insane that they allowed this to bother them. These comments, these, this offhand attempted humor about this credit card that has aggravated them it it he wasn't saying that anyone stole right. his this credit is, card this is at most a conversation any of this like hey, anything at all hey hey kevin correct when you said when you and ben joked around about right. the credit card thing can we please can we, tell me please tell me you weren't inferring right that someone stole it or present it that way can you sit and ask and just say hey can you can i ask you to think about what we're thinking about can i right. ask you to think about how we have to deal with this and it's an issue that people bring up to us all the time and right. what we maybe don't need is anyone to hear what your joke what you think you're saying but what they might hear as a reminder of well that's why i don't want to go to the games because right. If I go downtown, my, my, credit card gets my, stolen. my credit card And, gets and when stolen. you hear the clip, what's really hilarious is it's it's said with all this background noise going on, Ben McDonald, here's a shocker, Ben McDonald's audio levels are off. You can't really hear what he's saying. He mumbles something about his wallet. And 
Michael Taylor's at the plate and Kevin's trying to trying to do play by play and trying to be funny and it comes across as a awkward, b almost unlistenable in in reality unlistenable. You can't hear it. It wasn't even it's totally different if he says, "Well, you know, we are in downtown Baltimore here, Ben." Right, of course, yeah. And, you and when know, I was out there, right. you never know what might get stolen Correct. out of your pocket. Correct. Like, it, it's insane that they let this. And then this other comment that he made about the the ball bouncing off the concrete, hitting the wall, and you know, no one's ever hit the wall, and uh, that one didn't hit the wall. Nothing ever will. Like, who cares? No one cares. It doesn't mean the stadium's deformed. It doesn't mean I'm not. Damn. Hey, Glenn, you want to go to the ballpark right. tomorrow no, night? No, no, no way. If, I'm if, not going. If nobody's going to hit the No one's the, ever hit the, yeah, the wall before. Right. Like, yeah, what moron? Let's not bother right, that. Right, all right, wait, 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 wait a second. Because I'm, I'm, I'm trying to do the bit where I'm not. I, the one thing that I have said I'm not going to do this week is the name calling thing. I'm not doing the name calling thing because it's just, I'm not. It's well, not that's really a name calling thing. It is. Like, it is. You're a moron. I, well, I don't disagree with that. <laughs> okay, well. I'm just not. You mean I can't call other people besides you that? Um, yeah, okay. Not. I'm going to avoid. I'm just going to choose to avoid the name calling. I'm it. not going to do name. What kind of person? Right. Let's that bother hey, them. No problem. <laughs> I agree with the sentiment. I'm there just trying go. to avoid the what name. What kind calling. of name? And look, here's the other thing. And this is this is also a this is also a tentacle of this. That is a story that no one really wants to talk about, and that is that. Certain people in the market are restricted from commenting on it. Right. And certain people aren't. Right. Right? Mm-hmm. And and everyone, everyone who's in the media has to, if you're not self totally self-employed, which by the grace of God I am, but if you're not, you you have at some point you have a concern about the level in which you impale these guys for this fiasco. Because that you could be next. There's an there's obviously except for Jim Palmer. Right. No, no, no. <laughs> That's correct. No, part is I'm not joking. Right. No, I That's know. That's the truth. Right. I know. Jim. I know. Has other yes. than making some racist comment or something stupid, but he never would do. Jim has full license to talk right. about Manny Machado. Right. He can talk about the wall. Yep. He can talk about the maybe a credit card's missing. Yep. He can talk about well the Rays have been really good. <laughs> he he can say all of that. <laughs> And he is all of the forbidden. He's all of the forbidden. He's exempt from any sort of treatment because of his legacy, which I'm I'm all for. Oh, I I well, I mean, sure, I'm all for that too. It's also a little bit weird that we're pretending like I I was at the game Saturday night. Did you did you go or did you? I was at the beach. Did you watch any of the ceremony? Oh, um. They they celebrated. I, d- I did, and but I but I don't know what you're talking they, about. They celebrated the 1983 World Series. Right? Yeah, he that was. They made who, a big deal about who, him, right? Who would be the last person right. that you would injure? Who would be the big featured part? He of was that on the ceremony? team. You're right. He was on <laughs> the he, team. He didn't have much to do with it. I, it was yeah. It was weird. A little bizarre. Right. Right. And I I couldn't help but feel a little bit of what you're like. Well, that could be right, and that could be a little bit of Jim. I'll do this, but oh, you're, but you got to make a big deal out of me. <laughs> yeah. Of course, well, yeah, I mean, he, had this, he was the sage of the team, so you know. No, sure. no, but I could see. I mean, look, we've all been around him. I know. I like I Jim know, Palmer. I know, but I've been around Jim a lot I know. Uh, in, in in my former life. Right, Jim. It would not put Jim. I'm not saying I put it, but I would be. It it would. I think seem. Jim probably said, "How am I getting featured?" <laughs> and the Orioles might have said, "Well, Jim, 
we're going to introduce you with the rest of the guys. And Jim right. might have said, no, um, you're, no, you're not. <laughs> I don't know. I don't know. Man. Yeah, I mean, I'm, I don't you, know. Know, you, you know, 221 complete games, right? right. You, you heard of me, Jim Palmer? You're familiar so, with my work? I don't know, man. I've never seen anything like let me, this. Let me go back to a, a more relevant part of this to me. I feel like as much as this is about Kevin Brown, it, it was funny. I did, um, I did Buster Olney's podcast today, right? And he asked, he said, what percentage of this do you think is specifically about Kevin Brown versus it being the next thing that fans are dealing with with Orioles ownership? Like, how much of each of those things are coming out when someone's chanting, free Kevin Brown? Is it just about Kevin Brown? Or is it 20% about Kevin Brown, 80% about the frustrations that you've dealt with with the team? And and his suggestion was that it's forty percent Kevin Brown and sixty percent who who was this Buster okay um sixty percent the the frustrations that you've dealt with with the Angeloses and all of those things and I don't know exactly what the number is but I he's on to something there is an amount of this as much as Kevin Kevin Brown has become okay very- yeah look here I'll I'll say this because you don't want to and it's okay that you don't want to or not that you don't want to but it's we make way, way, way too much of a big deal about the broadcasters. Probably. In, in general. Probably. We, we, we just do. Yeah. And all you got to do is go to Twitter on a Sunday night and read everybody getting pissed off because Chris Collinsworth mentions Lamar Jackson right. third right. instead of second Correct. in his monologue. Like, Pro- probably. We, but, but Kevin Brown is a good broadcaster no, no, no. and I, has I, fit I, in all, very I'm, nicely here. And I, I don't. But if Kevin Brown leaves this year. Well. Now, but if Kevin Brown would have left this year to go work for the Braves, no one's buying one less ticket to the that games. part is true. I don't disagree with no, that, but on. I'm saying I don't think the response would have been the same. With all due respect to Brett Hollander, I don't think the response would have been exactly the same to Brett Hollander. I do think that part okay, of this, I would agree with that, and I and I, like, I would agree I mean, with this that. It's not a shot at Brett. No, no, I no. like Brett. I would agree. This with that. is. I do believe that part of this is that Kevin Brown has found this unique niche spot within this community and this fan base where people really enjoy watching and listening okay, to the broadcast. Okay, I would agree. I would say this, and, and and this will be my roundabout way of agreeing with it. Um and I like Brett too, by the way. Uh but Brett is but Brett in the in the in the community, no, I don't that's the wrong way to say it. But Brett is polarizing as it relates to people's opinion of his skill set. Hear me out. Okay. If you go in online or Brett's doing a game, you'll get a bunch of people on Twitter say Brett's terrible. Mm-hmm. You'll get a lot of people say Brett's great. Mm-hmm. You you don't ever get somebody say Kevin Brown's terrible. No. As, as almost, almost never. I mean, there's that, people that yeah, just I mean, hate everything. Some moron, right. right. Yeah, correct. Uh, uh, some person. Yeah. Um, we, but Thank you. So I appreciate you. So, but I'm saying that, again, not a shot at Brett. We're all polarizing. Right, you know what I mean? Like, it, you know, I have a friend of mine always says that guy's an acquired taste. I'm like, ah, dude, I got news for you. We're all an acquired taste. Right. But we're, we're all polarizing. But Kevin Brown apparently isn't. So that does lend itself to what you said. And I do think. But I still think he's right. I still think it's a reflection of both things. Because what I really think well, we, is. We are dying to continue to pile on this ownership group. We're dying to do it. Right. Because they, at every turn. Just when you think. Yes, there's unforced error after unforced error. And I think right. that, that the other part of what's coming out and what I have felt is it's a reminder that if it's not this, it's going to be something else. And that's... It's going to be the lease. I have felt an extraordinarily amount of angst over their... It's just a reminder they're always going to get in their own way. Like, they're always going to screw it up for themselves. And when I bring up the question about how it impacts the baseball side of things, it's what I'm feeling from the fan base is 
we can't just ever have something nice. We can't just ever right. enjoy and 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 have hope right. and expectation without being kicked in the teeth again. Right. With turn the corner. Without there being a reminder of they they can't do this. They they're gonna screw it up. And that's the difficult part about this. The difficult part is where I try to be reasonable and not call names and like have a conversation about it. I can't step in and say, no, definitively, I believe they can stay out of their own way. I can't say that. Well, there's because nothing what in Because what evidence history. do I have of it? Zero. Exactly there's no right. history that shows you. That, that, and this, like I said, like this is, this one is the all. And now, I also do think it's fair to say this. And frankly, we should have said this at the beginning. Because this does get lost. There is no question at all, period, that this all was not John's doing. It, the buck might stop with him in terms of his authorization of mm-hmm. it, but this was not all his idea. I'm just saying that. I know that. And I've heard I've heard, you know, something. This was not all his but idea. I, I don't think And I, I I someone said to me yesterday they referred to it as a needed now again. Someone referred to this yesterday as a needed clipping of the wings, right? Because I thought, I thought you can't clip these because, wings. Right, I right, thought right. That one. Because they have had a couple of instances, as goofy as they are, that they think he's overstepped his bounds, right? They John is not the one who who saw or encountered all of these things on his own. They were brought to him as a compilation. But the Tampa Bay one was his baby, lack of a better term, because he's the one in the organization that doesn't like them glorifying the Rays. So that, that I, I do think it's fair to point that out. I am not defending them, Lord knows. And I'm not even trying to defend John. But I will say that it's important to realize that others in, their org, in the organization wanted this, approved of this, authorized it, suggested it, whatever word you want to put in there. You you have yeah, to be willing I, to look, acknowledge. I've heard, that. I've heard that too, and I think I've said that. I think I've. Already, it's important I've to say that though, because John is the one getting well all of the criticism. I I and I think the to the point we wouldn't be here. The, the be here is John. It is. Oh uh, uh, well. To, to the that's fair. To the point. There other things. That's why I said at the here, end he signed off on it. Correct. Here there, there was a an order came in and he ordered right. the code red. He right. did it. He's Nathan Jessup. In the end, he did it. Yeah. But, but, you know, Kiefer Sutherland came to him first and said, I think this guy's getting out of line. He fired across the defense line when he shouldn't have. Right. Maybe we should order a code red. And John Angelo said, you know, gag him. Um, I, I would agree with that. I don't, I, I don't think there's any way you could dispute that. But I do think it's important to note Kiefer Sutherland came in first and said, saw that thing I, last I, night. I, I, I hear what you're saying, and I, I'm not saying. Saw the clip against the twins about right. the wallet. Can't have it. Right. You have to be willing to acknowledge that. Not to take any heat off of John, but but to understand that this is not just right. John sitting at his desk. But saying, there's still an awful lot of – and this is the other difficult part about this. As I say, what's frustrating is I think the entire country felt – By the way, they better hope the team doesn't go into a tailspin. Oh, I, I hear you. I think the entire country <laughs> felt oh like the team was getting an amount of comeuppance last night, right? Like a national broadcast sure, game. It's like the women's soccer team. I, I, Everybody's Well, that, that's not the entire country. But, that's, but, a, that's, but, that's half of – you know. Right, like, but everybody right. felt like, yeah, that – 
you know, Rapino got hurt. Right. She got if, hers. If, if you don't, you then wanted that, right? If that's the way right. that you feel. Right. I think the the opportunity was there for the Orioles to almost become America's sweethearts, right? Like that as we got to the playoffs, that anyone whose team wasn't involved would find themselves saying, I'm going to root for the Orioles. I'm going to root for the little guy. I'm going to root for the underdog here. I'm going to root for them. And then after this, there's something else. There's the, the hell with that. I'm not going to root for them. And that's not fair to the players. It's not fair to Brandon Hyde. It's not fair to Mike Elias. And importantly, it's not fair to, and I kept saying this, the training staff, the grounds crew, the, you know, anybody who's not, the communications department, the ticket sales, the, you know, the scout, any of these, these people have nothing to do with this. Right. Like, this is not them. There's a golf term called, there's a term in golf called, you, you, you can't get out of your own way, mm-hmm. right? And it happens when you're, and, and again, this all happens in levels. It could be the first time you're going to break 90, the first time you're going to break 80, the first time you're going to break 70. You stand on the 15th hole, and you're four under, and you've never been under par in your life, and you say this to yourself. There's, there's probably no way I could goof this up. Mm-hmm. I, I, I'm in such good shape here. I'm hitting it great. I got an easy hole here, and the next thing you know, you're one over standing on 18T, and your head's spinning, and you don't know how it happened, but you got in your own right. way. Right, and that that that's what they do. They can't get out of their own way. They're they're, it's it's all. I have a very very good friend of mine. I wrote this today through his morning dish. I have a very good friend of mine, who I consider to be extraordinarily smart, who says to me, "There is no question in his mind. This is intentional." This I, I, yeah, is, and, it, and and it gives right. he gives me I, and I and I know I know this type of person. He right? gives me like, a bunch of mm-hmm. very valid reasons why, mm-hmm. and says this is what the setup is. Mm-hmm. And I, I I look at it from thirty five thousand feet and say you're insane. Just like the people who say that we flew those planes into the buildings right. are insane, or it right. was a controlled explosion. Right. You people are nuts. But when I but when I look at it from five thousand feet, I say. There might not be another explanation. Uh, yeah, but you I'm can't not, be this right. insane. I'm, I'm not. I'm not willing. I'm, I'm not, not either. Yeah, but like, how could you do this to yourself? But I, I you're I, seventy and forty. Right, I understand. And I well, I but but yet no, no, but yet there's not a whole lot of surprise. There really isn't. Like there's outrage, but not a lot of shock. That's the difference because it's unreal. They better hope this thing doesn't fall. If this, because because it's baseball, not because of like the baseball gods, mm-hmm. if, because it's baseball. Mm-hmm. And there are stories of, all over the place for years about teams that have collapsed in September. De- gobs of them. Yep. They better hope they're not one of no, them. No, it would, it, it would be very bad. There's no question it, about that. If they, very bad. If they somehow, mm-hmm. and I don't, I don't think they're capable of this, but if they somehow... Go eight and eighteen over the next month. Oh my yep. lord! Yep, no doubt, no doubt. <laughs> oh All right, my. let me play. Would you rather Wednesday with nah, I'm you? Good. Yeah, we're gonna do that. Today's show brought to you by Superbook. Can you sign up at Superbook right now and use the code Glenn Clark twenty three? That's G L E N N C L A R K. I did that. And they canceled my membership. No, they didn't do that at all. That wouldn't be the case whatsoever. Oh boy, I'm in trouble. What they would do. That is was they... a joke. Yeah. Well, Sorry, John. That was a... better be careful over there. That was a joke. Might uh, might find yourself I put not Glenn Clark they... not not being suspended. Glenn Clark twenty three. That oh. is Glenn Clark twenty three. When you sign up at Superbook, and they will match your first bet up to two hundred fifty dollars. Win or lose. Oh, 
So you make a two hundred fifty dollar. Yeah, right. All of a sudden, you make a two hundred fifty dollar bet. You win big. You turn that two hundred fifty dollars into a thousand dollars, and you still have two hundred fifty dollars worth of free bets coming your way. You make a two hundred fifty dollar bet. You lose. You still have two hundred fifty dollars worth of free bets coming your way. If your first bet is $75, they match it to $75. If it's $175, $175. If it's $275, $250. First bet up to $250 matched win or lose. When you use the I don't code. Know how you can beat that. Glenn Clark. Because you're either going to win or lose. That's correct. Those are the options. Glenn Clark. I guess you could push. So I should say win, lose, or push. Glenn Clark 23 is the code. Superbook.com. Download the Superbook app. Well, you never push in baseball. In baseball, but that's not the only bet that they're willing to match. They're uh-huh. willing to match okay. any bet, Take which easy. could involve push. How's this read going? Good? Not great. <laughs> Superbook, go there today. <laughs> Come to your house. And Do all your around. betting. Do all your betting in Superbook. Would you rather Wednesday, number one, would you rather you get a guarantee that John Means will come back and be John Means? Well, who else would he be? But like the real the, that oh, that John means. I thought you meant like come back as somebody else, like Don Gullet or something. It's a fun week of doing shows, man. I got to tell you. Hey, uh, you look like John Means. Nope, it's not my name cool. anymore. I'm Jim Abbott. Well, in fairness, you remember this happened to Tiger Woods once. Correct. <laughs> once upon a time. No doubt. Got Drew, any questions? Drew, in the back? Drew started. Drew started a show and said, "If you could ask any one question to Tiger Woods, what would it be?" And I said, "Didn't you used, Didn't to, you be used to be Tiger Woods?" No. Wasn't there a time when you were Tiger Woods? <laughs> what happened to you? Didn't that? That's not the right. case. You're a real um, beauty. Remember when they, Alex Maselli, <laughs> he said, you're a real beauty, you know? Yeah. yeah. So, All right, John, John Means comes back, and is John Means, okay. John Means, by okay. September 1st. Or you get a guarantee that Felix Batista will not blow another save the rest of the season. Oh. Now, oh. listen, because I feel like people are struggling with this. Okay. Your choice does not impact the other person. Like, this doesn't mean that if you choose John yeah, Means, mean, it means that Felix Batista is going to blow all mean, the saves. Right. just means that you have no guarantee of anything. So your choice has no impact on what the other person does. Which would you One make? million percent, I'll take uh, Batista. Why is that? Because I now know that if I get 18 games to him, I'm winning 18 games. For the record, most people have chosen Felix Batista. Well, Not all. Because they're smart. No, I disagree because my choice would be John Means. Because on, dummy. on well, no, because on one hand, so a guy that's going seven innings, that's like John. Dude, Means it's unbelievable how much John he looks like John Oates. <laughs> he does. We've dealt. We've dealt with that a few times. Oh, you have. Oh, we've dealt with that a few times. Sing Sarah smile for me. Yeah, you try <laughs> man eater over there. Like, um, Go ahead. so I, I have still strong confidence in Felix Batista. Okay. I don't have any confidence at all in what John Means is going to be. Well, maybe you should. One is found money, essentially. The other is something that I largely believe is going to happen anyway. Okay. So I'll take the thing that I have no certainty about versus the thing that I have reasonable certainty about. Okay. So when you say John Means, this is like like a guy that's going to go seven innings again? Like John Means, yes. Okay. I mean, I guess that would be pretty good, but like they... They haven't they haven't had it they haven't had him all season and they've gotten you know seven they're seventy and forty or whatever they are so I like Felix Bautista to never blow a save again as well uh, that would be that would feel pretty nice like when you get to the ninth inning it's over especially after last night's fiasco that was not great not great number two Can. would you rather there's an ownership change for the Baltimore Orioles nah <laughs> nah hear me out 
Nah, I'm good with what we got. Hang on. This is the dumbest question. Listen. No. Listen. Okay. Listen. There's an ownership change. Okay. But it also means... The Ravens go 0-17. Shut up. (laughs) The players, GM, everybody is gone. (laughs) And replaced with essentially an expansion franchise. There's still the well, Baltimore. there's been some talk about this. Still, right? like, there's still would the. You, would you? Would yes, you we've, let, we've talked about would these you let types. Them go become the Nashville right. Orioles. Well, no, they become it, the Nashville whatever they wanted to be, and yet and we, the, the Cleveland goes, Browns right. stay. It's the same thing. You immediately lady. have a new Orioles, Clippers. but it's an expansion. No, the, <laughs> it's all still the same history, okay. colors, everything. But all of the players, everything that's been brewing for the last couple of years, Mike Elias, everybody's gone. He's going to the Yankees anyway. So we don't have to worry about that. Um, or just what I heard. not worth it. That's what you heard. Maybe we should ease up on things that you've heard. Maybe we should You'll settle see. that. You'll be the one to say. Stop it. Drew, just stop. Drew, call that one first. Stop. Um, tuck your this shirt in. <laughs> Who wears a collar and tie with their shirt untucked like that? Only a goof. <laughs> um, what are you doing today? I mean, that, I, I mean, that was really it. bad. Yes. Yeah, I'm not saying it was, but what has gotten into you? Aggravates me. The older I get, that stuff aggravates me. I have, me. in general, it's not just I, with I'll this topic. Say. In general, I have gotten to a place where I'm trying to do better about name calling. Like, I'm, and maybe it's because I'm a dad now, right? Like, maybe it's the, although in fairness, I always call my kids name. I always, yeah, like dummy, 100% idiot and goof. And, I always do right. that. But with other people, I'm trying to get a place. Well, I don't think I called that guy anything I'm, wrong, did I? You just said, what is wrong with that guy? I mean, I believe that's I, not a name call. I believe I heard goof in there. Oh, I think uh, I, I believe well, I heard. I, that. I think he is a goof. You, you might, not, you might not be wrong. Um, man, this is a tough one because I think this compilation of players, this roster, yeah, we got three years here before they all leave, <laughs> where we could be really good. Remember when I started this and you were like, "This is easy," <laughs> but this, this, this ownership, yeah, we're keeping the colors, keeping the colors, name, yep. History, records, Team all of goes, it. Yep. The warehouse. The we warehouse go 52 and whatever. Not going to be good, yeah. Probably going to take a little while. Although the Golden Knights didn't take that long. Everyone likes a lovable loser. I'll take the, I'll take the, I'll take the new owner. God. I mean, you got to say the new owner. Can't do it. I can't do it. You have to. I, I understand how you feel, but I can't do it. Have you and been around this week? I understand. I just can't do it. New o- owner. Overwhelmingly, that's what people Maybe are. Maybe we'll get Dan Snyder. Yeah, you didn't mention the broadcast team, so we keep the broadcast Maybe. team. No, Kevin Brown's got to go, too. Yeah, he's going to. Well, I don't think. I, I think that they would prefer he stay. I don't know. I'm not sure. Yeah, they, they don't want to take him to Nashville. John moves the team to Nashville and takes Kevin Brown with him. Like, <laughs> that's, that's the ultimate it. wrestling skit, right? right. Right on it together. How funny the would it be if they... move, Stop with the teams oh, the, moving. I, you stop know the teams that. never moving. I've I know been that. saying that forever. God, the teams I just never moving. When I, like when I do this, this. By the way, even when I put this on, I had to like give a disclaimer the, to the, it. The team isn't because moving. like I'm so sick right. and effing tired the of it. The team is I'm not so moving. So ever. God. Right. Shut up. Right. Now could and and I I shouldn't even say this because I don't think baseball would even do this. Would baseball grant an expansion franchise in Nashville and let John Angelos be the owner? No, no I don't think so either. Not a chance. Right? Of, they, they have they have been in litigation would with another go, team. But would they go? They're to Nashville? not going to reward them. But would the Major League Baseball put a team in Nashville? 
No, they want Nashville to get more money out of Tampa. Like Nashville's got to exist. I could for them. see Nashville being a major league city in ten I, years. One hundred, and there's there's a, a movement for it. But you have to have cities that are out there. And with Vegas coming off the list, you have to have cities that are out there that want teams in order to suck as much money as you possibly can out of the right. other cities. Oakland, I don't think they hasn't. They've tried. It's not, not working. Not working. Not it's working. not. Well, we went back to D.C. There we can go. go back there. We can go anywhere. Griffin, you got an answer? I hate this question. It's, I don't, it's not great. I mean, I guess the new owners probably. Okay. You've never seen any winning in your life. What difference yeah, does it yeah, make? Right. Um, all right. And then number three, would you rather? Hey, by the way, um, I'll check in with you on this off the air. Oh, good. But I'll bring it up now. I think Ed Kowalczyk is coming to the Lincoln Theater on his own, well, they, October the eighteenth. They're, they're, that's definitely done again. Like they're, they're back together. No, they're, they're definitely gone. that's they hate each other again. Look that up for us real quick, there, Skippy. Like it's, Lincoln they, Theater, they, October eighteenth. Ed Kowalczyk live. Let me check my because Morrissey's playing the same night. Where at the Anthem? Well, Maury, Morrissey might be playing. No, yeah, the same I mean, night. somebody sent me a text. I said, "You want to go see him?" I'm like, "Is this a joke?" Uh, yeah, I mean, I I got to do the radio show on a Wednesday, but I, we can talk about it. Okay, we can talk. I would go down it. there. I might. I don't. I'm. It's so exhausting. All of that. Like yeah, he's there. October 18th. It's so just ex- him. Uh, because the the thing at the uh, Meriwether the other night said live. What? It showed live, but it had his picture. Well, then it's just got to be the new whatever the new version of live is. Oh, so it's Ed. It's and then Ed he brought and three other guys. Bond, and he's yes. calling them live. Yes, a hundred percent. There's oh. no. There's no. Okay. Those guys aren't part of it. Yeah, yeah. It says live singering songwriter Ed Kowalczyk. So. Just, it's not live. Yeah, it's not live. It's like, it's not even fake live. It's just Ed Kowalski. Okay. Just Ed Kowalski. So now that's really worth going to see. Is it though? <laughs> yes. Because it could be awful. Well, it could this be. You're not wrong. Bad. This is weird. It could all right. be all right. awful. All right. All right. Let me. We got it. We got it. I got to <laughs> wrap. We got it. What's he trying to I scam? I don't know. Ask him. I got to take another break today. Could you 50, finish this? What are they? Fifty-five to seventy-five. <sighs> Would you rather? Have you, you watched? Pay fifty-five dollars. Have you watched the Johnny Manziel thing? I did. You did. I thought it was interesting. I, I did, too. I think it's a... Um, I wish they would have spent more time on his post-career. like the, Trauma. Or just where he is. Like, right. where, you know, what what how he's come through it. Is he in a good place? I'll, I'll tell you what I really took from it. Yeah. Um, and he's not the only guy that has fallen victim to this, or girl, for that matter. Mm-hmm. The unbelievable amount of um, ego mm-hmm. that gets built around college athletes who are standouts. It's, um, it's un- I don't know if ego is the right word. I would say it's it's brand because it's not it doesn't have to come from you. It's everybody yeah, else it, it, is pushing it upon. Like but it's it it okay, but it we're talking about the same thing. It it happened it happens because you go from mm-hmm. a just being a person, a kid in right. high school, yes. flinging a football, knows throwing nothing a about the world, around, right. knows nothing about the world. Yes, to you go to these schools, they give you they give you girls, parking spots, mm-hmm. cars, stuff you never had in your life, right? And and not only do they not only do they give it to you, you get the best of it. Right. And then you're the king of the world and nobody can tell you anything otherwise. Nobody, That's what I really nobody took from can it, have that he and now there may be plenty of other Tom Marinovich there may mm-hmm. be plenty of other guys fit this profile. Yes. He totally fell victim to that. 
Sure. A hundred percent. not yeah, handle He was it. absolutely in no way prepared for any of that. But he appears to be in a decent place now. He appears to have come out on the other side of it. He appears to have a healthy understanding of who he is at this point. And you're a failed quarterback who made a but yet still has the ab- amount, and still has the ability to continue profiting off of the success that he had right. once upon a time. So I asked this question. Would you rather have him instead of Lamar? Yes. Have the life and career of Johnny Manziel. Okay. Heisman Trophy, international fame. Wherever you go for the rest of your life, you're going to be able to profit off of just being Johnny Manziel. But a uh, lot of, 100%. Are you kidding me? Dude, he still gets. The rest of his life might be a I, exaggeration. I mean, but anyway, go ahead, bro. But go ahead. Like If a Subway, you know, if he had a good agent and Subway commercial came around, he could probably. Well, yeah. I mean, Bo Jackson just did commercials for golf clubs, so I guess you're but right. Bo Jackson was a no, more accomplished pro. I, I mean, that's a different right. thing. Johnny Manziel will be able to profit off of being Johnny Manziel for the rest of his life. Or... The you know, I'll fight about that a little bit, but he's vanilla ice to me. But anyway, how much? Ahead. How much do you think he would get paid to do a an autograph signing right now? <laughs> I don't know the parameters for that. Two hours, twenty five grand. Yeah, two hours, twenty five grand. I bet. I bet that's right. Yeah, I bet that's absolutely right. But you said rest of his life. I don't, because that's gonna fall off. He's not gonna have I, won the Heisman I, I, Trophy. Yeah, he's not like the Heisman Trophy is off. a great. A, anyone who won a Heisman I Trophy, don't know, Pat White. Really? Pat, Pat White didn't win a Heisman Trophy, dog. Who d- yeah, he did. The West Virginia quarterback most certainly did not win a Heisman oh, what, Trophy. No, no, no. That wasn't his name. I have no idea who yeah, you're you thinking know of. I'm talking about. Who are you thinking of? Uh, what was the kid's name? He went to. He played at Oklahoma. Jason White. Jason is who White. you're thinking of. Yes, Jason Sorry. White probably is not doing as well, but still almost certainly okay, but just I'm by being a Heisman thing winner. About Heisman. It, it, and it's different because Jason White never did anything Correct. in his career. Correct, 100%. Remember the time when Johnny Manziel lined up over by the sideline? I do remember it. I 100%. And, and it pulled it was, off totally. Uh, they, they worked. And they, right, anyway, anyway uh, got, I got to go. I have a meeting. I got a thing I got to record. It's oh, a whole please. thing. Chill. <laughs> life and career of Johnny Manziel or life and career of recently retired running back Sony Michelle. Sony Michelle, for those that don't know, finished his career at the age of 28. One two has two Super Bowl rings. Was not really a part of them, but has two Super Bowl rings. Patriots and Rams. And Rams, yes. Made eleven million dollars in his career, and is out of football at twenty-eight. Life and career of Johnny Manziel or life and career of Sony Michel. Well, I don't even know what Manziel made, and I'm going to say Manziel. I don't know that Johnny mostly Manziel. Be, mostly because his of net the, worth. They say his net worth is six million right now. Well, that's Manziel. probably because he lost a lot of it. Yeah, well, but, yeah like, but um, just Google Manziel and girls. <laughs> that would be my. That's why I'm not leading, wrong. That'd be my Giant answer. Well. It's funny because almost everybody has said Sony Michelle so far, and they're like, "I would like to be anonymous. I'd like to, you know, have the money I mean, and yet not have to worry about going out on the street and anybody recognizing well, me." Well, eleven million's only six. Remember, that's true, right? He doesn't have all of it. That's a great point. But it's pretty clear Johnny Manziel doesn't have all of his money either. But I also think that Johnny Manziel has an easier ability to make. They would never make a documentary about Sony Michelle. Netflix has no interest in doing business with Sony Michelle. It's not going to happen. Whereas Johnny Manziel can do that again in five years. In five years, he can go back and, now let me tell you about the stories I didn't tell you in the first one. Right. He can always right. do that. Um, no. So, what? Why don't you have my size? A bunch of us were going to the game tonight with uh, UPS uh, outfits uh, on, and we're going to wear signs that say, what has Brown done for you? And, but they don't have my size. Drew's not actually doing that. He's just doing shtick. <laughs> DrewsMorningDish.com. You got to look admit, out for you. you <laughs> that go- would yeah, that'd be pretty good. Fun. What are you doing the golf show on Sunday? What has Brown done for I, you? I thank you. I no, I got it. In UPS, I un- no, I understood. 
Right. Look, I got the concept. What has Brown done for you? Oh, no, because it's like the tagline for the commercial. And it's Kevin Brown. And it's Kevin Brown. I was struggling with what that. What has one. Brown done I for couldn't, you? I couldn't figure out. What has out. Brown done to you? Thank you. That's a better one. With the UPS. Y'all, uh, if anybody's interested in sitting in Wednesdays <laughs> here on Glenn Clark Radio. You kicked out by the first inning, I guess. Oh, for yeah. sure. Drew's morning dish. Are Drew's you doing the golf? Are you doing the golf show on Sunday? Yeah, this Sunday, twelve to one. But like, really? Yeah, it's going to be on the air twelve <laughs> to one. I, that's what I thought. Doing my Orioles. Yeah. We, there is a golf radio show yeah. airing this Sunday, right. twelve to one. Look forward to it. I'm doing it. Fair, I know it'll be with. I'll hear your voice. Yep. Fairways and greens. Twelve to one. And <laughs> it'll be good. To, and next Sunday too. Yeah. <laughs> it'll be good to see you. I'll be doing the show this Sunday, <laughs> twelve to one. I was thinking maybe you could stick around and do the first segment with Rita and I on Sunday. This Sunday, 12 to 1, I'll be on the Would air. Would you want to stick around? And Fairways do and Greens. Would you want to do a segment with Rita and I afterwards? Yeah. Would you want to stick her? No? I'm not very fond of her. Oh. <laughs> hear what she says about you? <laughs> no, I'm kidding. All right. I uh, actually, I like Rita. It's which, you that I... Yeah, I know. Definitely I of the two. <laughs> That's Everybody else feels the same way. All right. We'll come back in. Get Is a that ticket. it? Yeah, we got to go. Oh, you didn't talk, you're not going to talk about the fireworks today on uh, 105.7. Okay. We can talk about that off the air, and then I can decide if I want to talk about oh. it or not. We'll come back in, get a tidbit and tube it, or wrap it up. It's Glenn Clark okay. Radio. You feel that? That's the sound of football coming back. And now's the time to place your preseason bets with Superbook Sports. Superbook is the most trusted name in Vegas. And now you can use my promo code, GlennClark23, to score up to $250 with their first bet bonus. Win or lose, they'll match your first bet up to $250 with the promo code GlennClark23. All one word, no spaces, two ends in Glenn. Don't miss out this football season. Win some money with Superbook Sports. Sports and that promo code Glenn Clark 23. Visit superbook.com for terms and conditions. Gambling problem? Call 1 800 Gambler. Another exciting weekend of affordable family fun at Prince George's Stadium with the Bowie Bay Sox. It's the return of Grateful Dead Night on Friday the 18th. A special t-shirt package is available. Back-to-back fireworks carry on to Saturday the 19th with our Bates Overfest. Get some beer specials while you enjoy the game. And get here early on Sunday for a pre-game meet the team autograph session. Get your tickets now by calling 301-805-6000 or anytime online at baysox.com. The Bowie Bay Sox. Let us be your nine-inning vacation. I'm Michael Jan Grandy, president of A.J. Michaels, your carrier energy expert for 44 years. Save money, energy, and make your home more comfortable and virus-free. Find us at AJMichaels.com. That's AJMichaels.com. That first sip. That first bite. Mm. Start your day off right with a delicious breakfast at Royal Farms. Choose from a fantastic selection of fresh Royal Farms breakfast sandwiches and top it off with a rich, hot cup of the freshest coffee in the world. At Royal Farms, breakfast is available day and night. It's the freshest breakfast in the world. Real fresh, real fast. Royal Farms. It's a Maryland thing. Where the waves meet the shore, you will find Dorchester County. Hi, this is Jimmy Charles. When I think of Maryland, I think Dorchester County on the eastern shore where it's open for making memories. Dorchester County, it's a Maryland thing. For more info, visit www.visitdorchester.org. It's a Maryland thing. Picking a restaurant to try for the first time? Let's look at the Costas Inn. Here's a few checklist items. Quality of the food. Check. 
quality of service? Check. Does restaurant have plenty of free parking? Check. And finally, does restaurant have delicious steamed crabs, crab cakes, crab soup, and specials galore? Check, check, check. Costas Inn, 4100 North Point Boulevard. They check all the boxes. Whether your focus is luxury and comfort, convenience and technologically advanced connectivity, or sporty performance and aggressive styling, we've got the perfect Highlander for you. Check out buyatoyota.com for deals on new Highlanders from your local Toyota dealer today. If you miss anything on the show, don't forget that you can watch full episodes at youtube.com slash pressbox online, and you can download podcasts on Apple, iTunes, Amazon, and Grindr. Wait, did I say Grindr? I don't think that you would find it on Grinder. Not that I know it's on Grinder or anything. I swear. Second thought, you know what? I don't care what you think. Here's Glenn. All right, we gotta get Drew's still lingering around, so maybe he'll maybe he'll hear his voice again, and I don't know. But we gotta wrap up. We gotta go. I got another radio show to do tonight. You'll hear me at seven o'clock with Rita. I don't know what we're doing then. Anyway, tidbit. Tidbit is brought to you today by the print issue of Press Box, which is only available for like less than a week. So get to your neighborhood Royal Farms, pick it up now, or forever hold your pee. The uh, print issue of Press Box available at uh, your neighborhood Royal Farms, any of those hundreds of locations around town where you find Press Box. Uh, Ronald Acuna, Ozzy Albies, Matt Olson, and Austin Riley have all played in each of the Braves' first 110 games of the season. Well, that seems unlikely, yeah. right? Uh, last time an MLB, MLB team had four players play in every one of the team's first 110 games. 1944 with the Cincinnati Reds. Oh, let me guess. It yeah, was yeah. Joe <laughs> Nucknight. Um, it's let's see which one do I want to do next year. Uh, Logan Gilbert had a really great uh, outing last night for the Mariners. He liked him. seven innings. Yeah, that would have been nice. Uh, seven innings, twelve strikeouts, uh, t- uh, one hit, and uh, no walks. Second time ever in Mariners history that a pitcher has gone uh, has had ten strikeouts, ten or more strikeouts. Sorry, no walks and one or fewer hits. The only other person to do that for the Mariners. Mandy Johnson, Felix Hernandez. Okay, he was good too. In his yeah. perfect game, Felix yeah. Hernandez. That was the king. The, yeah. Thank you. Well, no, the king, Felix. Well, maybe not anymore. <laughs> it is also the he also became the first right-handed pitcher to ever strike out Juan Soto three times in one game. Okay. <laughs> Cool. Yeah, no one's ever How done about that. that? that comes from Gary Hill Jr. <laughs> All right. Uh, Ramon Laureano, he debuted for the Guardians last night. Razor Ramon. Yes, Ramon Laureano. He drove in the... Laser e- Ramon, sorry. Laser. Laser. Because no, Razor Ramon's a wrestler, home. and he's got strong arms, so he's Laser Ramon. He drove in the one like and Dwayne only... Dwayne Haskins, no longer with us. <sighs> really bad. How about look. Kevin Coward? I mean, Kevin Coward. Yeah, not Kevin Coward. Coward. I think Kevin's okay. How about, how about Colin Coward? Well, it's... Did, it's uh, did and you then he doubled down it? on it later and said, "Yeah, yeah." He said it twice, one hundred percent. Well, yeah. he can't win, right? He said it twice. I mean, he's on the list. And then there were other guys on the list that also. Neither can John Unitas. There were other guys on the list that also weren't in the NFL anymore. <laughs> it's absurd. It's like quality programming, baby. It's absurd. What do you want for your eight hundred? Yeah, I get it. I get it. Uh, anyway, well, come on, we got to go. Yeah, we got to go. He drove in the one and only run in their uh, one nothing win over Toronto yesterday. He's the first player to have the only RBI in a one nothing win in his team in his team debut with that team since 2018, when he did it with the Oakland Athletics. Oh, how about that? <laughs> how about that? And I'm sorry to have to do this, but uh, on the road this year, Kyle Tucker has now hit three home runs in a game. He has had a 20 plus game uh, hitting streak and has now hit a grand slam with his team down three in the ninth inning. Uh, only one, only one yes. player. In Other MLB quarterbacks history. on this list included Paxton Lynch. Definitely yeah. not in the league anymore. This was the list of guys who can't win a Super Bowl this year. Is what Johnny was. Manziel. Yeah, he probably won't. Don't know if you heard. <laughs> uh, uh, Carson Wentz, not currently employed. 
could win a Super Bowl. I mean, that I guess. I believe EJ Manuel not currently employed. Like, it's insane. What is this? What, what was the point of? I don't. I just keep going. Uh, only one other player in MLB history has done all three of those things on the road in their entire career. Kyle Tucker's done it this season. Let me answer this. Okay. Three home runs in a game, uh, 20-game hitting streak, and hit a grand slam with his team down three in the ninth inning on the road. Kyle Tucker's done that all this season after last night. One other player's done that in their career. Okay. One other player ever? Yep, ever. Ever. A-Rod. Not A-Rod. Bonds. No. No. Pujols. No. Josh Hamilton. Not Josh Hamilton. Griffey. No, more further back. Those guys are no good. Um, Babe Ruth. Babe Ruth. There you go. Well, that Only. doesn't count. How's that not count? <laughs> Is it, because Babe Ruth was not dynamite that observation. Not, that wasn't I gotta real go. Baseball, All right, that, that's it. That's Babe not Ruth real. People were throwing it like eighty-one miles an hour. Well, Babe Ruth and did this. Cal Tucker. Cal Tucker. Babe Ruth. <laughs> <laughs> doesn't count. Have you seen pictures of <laughs> Babe Ruth? What's supposed to do with that? He was not an athlete. What do you say about Prince Fielder? Close to not being an athlete, but not like Babe Ruth. Babe so Ruth wait a was, second. Hang on. I'll be the one that. Babe Ruth's uniform didn't even fit. What about John Daly? <laughs> he won He won two major championships. I think when he won those, he was, was fairly he? athletic. Was he? Not now. Was he? First one he was. First one he was 24. Oh, the, God. The, the one later on in his life, not yeah. so much. All right. 95 British Open. All right. All right, see ya. Tubular is brought to you by your local Toyota dealer. Buy a Toyota.com. The Toyota Tacoma comes in a range of models and trim lines, so you can choose the perfect Tacoma to reflect your unique personality and driving habits. Check out buyatoyota.com for deals and new Tacomas from your local Toyota Toyota dealer today. Orioles, Astros, 7 o'clock on Masson. Jack Flaherty, Christian Javier. Uh, if you happen to live in the Chicago or New York markets, it's on MLB Network. All the rest of the sports stuff, find at glennclarkradio.com. Anything non-sports-wise? Uh, no. MasterChef okay. and uh, high, school, high School Musical, the musical, the series, final season. So not on Disney+. Very Plus. good. Thank you. Appreciate that. Thanks to everybody. Oh, Coco, thank- Coco Golf just won. Yay. Yeah. She won uh, the DC event, which Free was wonderful. Coco. What's that? Free Coco. Free. <laughs> Thanks to... Dan Connolly. Thanks also to uh, Pat Kerwin and uh, to Drew. We'll get it all up in the. I don't know if we can call it the greatest hit section of the. Oh my God, it's so good. Tab at GlennClarkRadio.com. Anything on the program tomorrow? Um, we're gonna stop at Billy. Talk to uh, Silas Ardoin. Okay. Uh, uh, just p- recently promoted catcher. Okay. One of the game tonight. You don't chant. You don't have a hair on your rear end. Thank you. Anything else tomorrow? Uh, Jim Miller will yes, join Jim us, Miller. right? Yes. Very good. Thanks, everybody, Pressbox, all of our great sponsors and partners. Visit Baltimore, Live Casino and Hotel, Glory Days Grill, Dorchester County, the Bowie Bay Sox, Royal Farms, Costas Inn, Superbook, the Baltimore Orioles, Birdland Sports, Easy Pass MD, Washington County, your local Toyota dealer, buyatoyota.com. Thanks to Griffin at Griffin underscore Bass. Follow us, Twitter, Instagram, and TikTok at Glenn Clark Radio. And have a great Wednesday evening. Go Birds! Duke sucks. <laughs>